Hello, welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters, and today we are doing a very special episode because we are talking about the Batman, so it's only appropriate that I turn it over to Chris to take it from here. Uh, yes, so Sean, so we're gonna, as everyone know on, on the podcast, you know, we, I, I love Batman. Like, there's there's two fictional loves of, of my life, not including you know, the real loves of my life, you know, like my family, stuff like that. Uh, that's very important, but here it's, it, oh, my wife was somewhat over here just now. Very important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, two fictional loves of my life, and that's like Avatar and, and Batman. And so because this is our podcast, we'll just talk about it really well. And there's been so many times throughout the podcast that we've brought up Batman. And also, uh, one of our listeners, I know I've seen the Batman, so hopefully uh, Caitlin gets something out of it because she, she seemed to like it in, in her comment, which I forgot to respond on. Sorry, Caitlin. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to be reviewing the Batman uh, we'll, we'll first do uh, kind of our general thoughts on it, fairly spoiler-free, and then we're going to dive deep into a whole bunch of spoilers. If you're like, who's this weird guy in Joker con- Joker costume? Uh, that is an old college buddy of mine. His name is John. Um, oh, oh, so I know John from college. Uh, we're good friends. And I want to bring up my first memory of John because it's it's relevant. I, I really have first memories of both of you for some reason. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have that. Actually, that's not a thing I do often of having first memories of, of people. Anyway, I remember at RA training, and Sean, you were an RA also, so you get some of this. <laughs> um, RA training, it was the summer of 2008, which that's relevant because that was the year The Dark Knight came out. Mm-hmm. It's probably about an August time frame. And like everyone goes around and you do the whole icebreaker type of deal. I forgot what I said about myself, but got to John, and he had said, I've seen The Dark Knight. I don't remember what number he said, but it was some very large number that I wasn't even close to <laughs> as, as a huge bad fan. It might, you, might, you might have said like 10 or something at that point. Do you remember what number you said I, or how many um, times you watched point, the Dark Knight Theater? At that point, I'd already seen it in three different states. I saw it first in Vegas, and then I saw it back home at least five times. Um, because like we even built like a, one of those 50 gallon oil drums. We built a searchlight bat light, right? The bat right, signal about, yeah. right on the side of the theater that my buddies worked at. And I eventually worked at. So I saw the movie, I, I mean, numerous times where I just pop in halfway through cause I didn't have to pay. And yeah, that's, I mean, I, I got away with a lot of good movies, but man, it just, that's a good movie to be, to see yeah. free. I think you might have said a double digit number. And then in my head, I went, this guy's trying to out Batman me. Like what is <laughs> like I mean it was, it was a good way. They're like, like, all right, let me let me let me see who this John fella is. Um but um but anyway, we, we probably weren't uh as when we knew each other and stuff and hung out um that year, but then we were in the same building my senior year, your senior year as well. Did we take any no, we didn't take any class together. But anyway, we hung out a lot. Um also we would borrow the Avatar DVD tapes from Shane. I forgot his last name. And then another guy made copies of them. Yeah, Shane McGinnis. Uh, and then another guy who was on, so we were in the same building. Another guy made copies of them for everybody. And uh, and so that, that's where I got my bootleg DVDs from, Sean, that, <laughs> that I that I had for the longest time. And that now way I'm cooler, now, now. way cooler fellow group of RAs than I did, I think. <laughs> We had a pretty good group. We really did. We had a lot of fun. And uh, I, I think there's some of us, me, took it way too serious, but we had a good time. Yeah. Well, that was a good group. I mean, there's 
That's a good group. <laughs> Some of my best friends like fall you're, you're... from that group, but none of them, I don't know how to say this nicely yet, but none of them were nerds. In my, in no, my, some I mean, of my things, best friends are love... still from that group. But... Yeah. I mean, I love being an RA. Even to this day, that might have been my favorite job I've ever had, but it paid me pay crap. Like, I can't yeah, remember being so broke. Hungry. That is true. Everyone <laughs> hungry. True. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that's my first memory of, of John. John's a huge uh, Batman fan. He's also have, have at least seen Avatar at least a couple times that I know of. Uh, I'm just curious, John, have you seen Legend of Korra? Which is the I, follow-up. You know what? I, I feel so bad, and I've only heard good <laughs> things. And I've heard, actually, that it actually surpasses Avatar in, in a lot of aspects. I've never seen it. Uh, let's you just know, eject him I, from the conversation real quick. I, I gotta find the eject button. My bad. When did it come out? My bad. When did it come out? Uh, about 2011, I think. Really, 2011? What yeah. was I doing? Maybe I, 2012. It, I can verify real quick. It snuck up it on wrapped, me because I yeah. thought it was more like 2017 or so. Like, so I moved. I moved nah, up. It was. It was done. <laughs> Uh, I moved. I moved, and I thought that was around that time, and and I don't know why I slept on it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I love. I love all things Avatar, including that masterpiece movie that came out. A couple, you know, twenty eleven or whatever that was. We don't. We don't talk about. I need a. I need a. We don't talk about Bruno thing before that. We we, we have long movie. dreamed of doing the uh, the Office Space fax machine skit, but with just a copy of that movie. We haven't pulled it oh, together God. yet because we need somebody to film, yeah. but. Uh, 2012, like, April 14th, for the record. Oh, okay. You, dude, you guys Ooh, need to get like oh, yeah, 20. Buy every copy you can find and just stomp the bejesus out of it. Everybody, that would be like our most popular YouTube clip that either one of us has ever made. Absolutely. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got at least one video with a million Chris, think of the think of the loopability <laughs> of that video on YouTube of us just smashing those Blu-rays. Yeah. Uh, real quick, so question, of course, we ask everybody on here. What element would you bend? What element? You know, I started off really wanting to be Earthbender, just because I don't know. There's something about it's the Earth. I don't know. It just spoke to me. I like like an art. I liked clay sculpture, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Man, I mean, it's water, man. Like it's like that '70s show. Oh, it's just water's just awesome. What do you <laughs> What are you gonna do? Like I don't know. I'd probably say I I, I gravitate towards Earth. Just my personality. It's just the feel I have. But I do feel like Earth is like the weakest one, to a degree. But I think I'm Earth, if I have to say it. It's like saying Hufflepuff. No, no disrespect to any Hufflepuff fans or houses. But uh. I think I think I think I'm a Hufflepuff. I think I did that thing and turned out that I was a Hufflepuff. No, wait, no. What are they showing? What are the four houses? Chris, Hufflepuff, I, you Ravenclaw. Are, Chris, you're probably a Raven. I, was, I don't think I was a Ravenclaw. I might have been. I gotta do it over and again. Yeah, Slytherin and then uh, 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 Gryffindoria. Chris, you're either a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff just because you're like of the thoughtful approach to things. No. You're either a Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. I'm a Ravenclaw. No, I think it was Hufflepuff. I can see that. I can see that. But what's funny is I identify with Earthbender, but because I like the practicality of Earthbending, but you could make that argument for any of them at some point. Yeah. 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 Oh, All right. Let's fun. get. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the re- so. Just general thoughts. Just want your, your general kind of feelings and thoughts about the film. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off to you, John, first, and then I'll you know, go to Sean, and then I'll, I'll end with my general thoughts, and then we'll get into full esports. I'm really curious. I have no idea what Sean thinks about the film. I've, I've been keeping him 
in in the in the blind or whatever dark in the dark keeping them in the dark yeah in the dark yeah yeah I've been keeping myself in the dark about your thoughts on it and John I I purposely did not watch your I started to watch it and I was like no I don't want to watch it your review of it oh also people uh, John has his own YouTube channel called JK Rants and Reviews uh, don't get that confused with just people ranting about JK Rowling. Uh, that's a completely different thing. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole subgenre of YouTube. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, there's also a review up there. Um, also, I did a review along with another YouTube channel called The Comic Binge um, with uh, with three other guys. Kind of an uh, in-depth spoiler review, so you can go check that out as well. The good people over there as well. Anyway, so, uh, John, what was your general thoughts? Uh, so, I think I, I probably need to start off at the beginning. Uh, that Caleb and I, my, my co-host on JK Rants Reviews is part of the K, the JK. Anyway, um, the beginning thoughts were, I'm not really interested because I'm fully invested in Ben Affleck. And then you put Michael mm. Keaton in there. Then you talk about Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton coming together. I don't care anything about what's happening with Pattinson. And I, I stand behind Team Edward, okay? I, 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 I didn't want to hear people complaining. Everybody complained when it was Michael Keaton, when it was Ben Affleck. Let's knock that off. But I just had no want to restart again because I was fully invested. Um, I, I've changed my tune since then. I think there's room for multiple timelines. I want to see. Give me everything. I'll pay for it. I'll watch it. I'll buy it on Blu-ray, 4K. Bring it at me. So that was, that was, that was a nice way to get into the movie is kind of keep your bar low because this movie has a $185 million budget. So you know you're getting – you're not just going to get – I mean, there's a detective story. It's what the trailers show you, and it sells that. But you get that $185 million. You really do. I mean, the, the acting is superb across the board. The music's fantastic. might not be my, the best out of the Batman uh, catalog, but it's great. Like I said, acting across the board, uh, it, it, there's uh, – I'll just probably leave it at that because I don't want to get into spoilers mm-hmm. at all. Um, but, uh, there's something interesting that I thought that, uh, it, it isn't a spoiler, but if somebody did spoil the movie for me, this is a movie to where I don't feel like it would still ruin my experience. I mean, unless you just sat there and talked at me for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and just broke it down from start to the end. I think if you, if you said like blah, blah, blah happens or this, I don't think it would ruin my experience. So I think for some reason, I, I think that's a real plus for some reason about this movie. I just, it's some interesting thoughts I've had on it. Um, another thing is I don't understand if most people, it seems like in today's world, they either love a movie or they hate a movie. It, it's, there's really no in between for some reason. It's so polarizing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our channels built on horror, but we love action. We love superheroes like everybody else for the most part. But, uh, but I, I don't understand. Like I, I can understand people nitpicking certain things. Uh, the movie does lean on a few different elements and, uh, previous movies, but, uh, for the most part, man, it is a solid movie. From beginning to end, yeah, I, I just, I just don't, I, I don't want, I would never, I don't want to overhype anything, and I don't want to under, but I, I would just say it's, it's, it's a very solid movie across the board. Everything you got to say, I would just say it's, it's, it's good. Keep your expectations low if you can, just because I, I always think that makes for a better uh, experience usually when you leave. But uh, I think that's most of my general thoughts without just starting to ramble. Chris, you go next. So, so on a no, oh no. Uh, so on a on a scale of one to ten, where would you put it, Sean? I mean, I'm sorry, not Sean. John, names are like this. No, it's okay. So we we kind of do this thing that how we rate things because I mean it's very you know uh, you know what it is. But 
So I would say that there's there's two ways that there's enjoyment, and I would say enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I would probably say it's uh it's a solid eight with room to go up. I would say if the Dark Knight is a ten, your ten, whatever your ten mm-hmm. is, I would say that this is probably a solid eight point five to nine. That's what we do zero to ten. So yeah, right. it's. So yeah, okay. if the if the Dark Knight is a ten, I would say it's a solid eight point five to a nine. Enjoyment, it's an eight. Could be eight point five. It's it's a weird dumb difference, but I always kind of do the difference. No, because it kind of puts it in perspective. No, we, like a we, curve versus a true yeah. almost. Yeah. No, and yeah, we, yeah. And we always and we also we always talk about uh, the difference between your kind of your subjective opinion, your more of your so your objective opinion, right? So like, I know that the Last Dragon isn't isn't uh, you know peak cinema but to me that's like that's one of the best movies well i could watch that movie all the time that's a you know nine out of ten for me but you know i would rate it at probably a i think we, we did it sean we've we've rated we, we did the last dragon versus the princess, princess bride. bride yeah um culture <laughs> clash uh yeah and uh it was probably like a seven out of ten but personally in my subjective opinion it's more like a nine or ten out of ten Oh my god, man! I was just looking for the DVD because I was gonna, I was gonna hold out. I love that movie, man. My brother, he's ten years older than me. When that movie came out, he chased me around the house screaming, "Who is the master?" <laughs> and he, would just, he would just scream out, "Bruce Leroy!" and just uh, showing up. Oh my god, I love that movie so much. He's catching bullets. I had with his teeth. I had no idea that movie existed until I met Chris, and I met Chris at age twenty-three. <laughs> so, so good. All right, Sean, on to you. I would say that despite the commercials doing doing a great job and despite having talked to – I didn't talk to Chris. We really did, like, separate opinions for weeks, which is pretty hard because Chris is my movie and Batman and personal confidant. But we really did separate. <laughs> but I talked to two other friends about it before I had watched it, and they didn't spoil it but gave me their feelings. So despite, like, having a pretty good idea what I was going into, I, it still kind of caught me off guard with uh, with – I don't like get without getting too far with how much of what it was, I guess. Like I didn't expect it to go that far, kind of go that hard in certain ways. Mm. And so kind of unexpected. I will say of the three of us for people roughly our age, I will probably have the most cliche opinions. You know, I like, I like the Christopher Nolan Batmans. I didn't, uh, not that it's Ben Affleck's fault, but I didn't like the next, uh, I didn't like the Ben Affleck Batman movies as much. So I was kind of ready for a refresh and I think that's probably the most like boring cliche kind of opinion. And so this was a a nice refreshing change uh, from those. Like I was ready for this to be good and a, and different from those, and it very much was, and I enjoyed it. And on a scale of ten, if I'm trying to separate again, uh, kind of when I'm thinking about enjoyment versus quality, like personal enjoyment versus quality, probably the same. Actually, I would say eight. Eight out of ten on both scales. Yeah. You know that's uh, all right. So I'll I'll go ahead and, and take this. Uh, where should I begin? Okay. Uh, I'll start. I'll start like you, John. So I, I I can look at my tweets from when from when Robert Pattinson was cast, and I was like, you know what? Sure, I'm not excited about that casting announcement, but I know he's a great actor. Like beyond. His Twilight years, he's he's gone on to do a lot of great stuff. It's Twilight years, um, but it wasn't excited like for he's it. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Twilight. He's not gonna make um, it. Did you like the lighthouse? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't did. watch lighthouse. I did. But there's there's a couple other things that was. 
You actually wait, Sean. You watched the light. That doesn't seem like a movie that you would watch. Sean. I like horror movies. Okay. Dude, oh, it's a that, horror. Movie? That movie's that movie's deep, and it's got some of the best Ooh. acting I've seen in in a while. I, it's I've heard not only a good things, but I have no movie, idea. But I classify it as a horror movie. Is it? Well, something it, to watch. It's more of a. It's a. It's a psychological horror thriller okay. kind of. It's it, it's almost on the same page as like a. Uh, um, is it those? Is it like those A twenty four ones? Shutter Island. Uh, okay, Shutter Island. Okay. Yeah, it, it's on the. It's kind of like Shutter Island. It kind of has that that creepy okay. vibe to it, and it goes there certain times. But yeah, it's. Ooh. My wife walked away from it. She's like, "Nope, this is too weird. I'm leaving." Like, there's there's scenes I don't want to spoil, but yeah, she's like, "Nope, I'm done." <laughs> I, I mean, I could do. I tend, my horror tends to be like true and even like campy, campy bad horror more than more than really heavy thought provoking stuff for sure, but. Uh, where was I? Okay, so, uh, so I went into this, and the thing is, I have a love hate relationship with Ben Affleck's Batman, because <laughs> the thing is, I love Batman v Superman. I liked Justice League when it came out. I gave it a fairly good. That was my. That was the first YouTube video I ever did was reviewing Justice League. I gave it a, like a seven and a half out of ten, something like that, which actually wasn't that bad. Um, and then Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. I was kind of blown away by it. I can't rewatch it that much because it's a four-hour movie, and I don't—I do not have the time to, to watch. Like I tried to watch the other day, and I just—I don't. I only get alone time to myself, like after nine o'clock or after ten o'clock at night. And at that point, I'm like, I'm just—I can't watch a movie. I got to be active doing something, or I'm gonna fall asleep. And so I won't really watch that movie the one time. And I loved it the one time, but it's hard to make an impression. Um, so I'm, I love Ben Affleck's Batman to a certain extent. The only thing I hate about his Batman is that. He is just like more than any other Batman. He's really cool with killing people. Like Michael Keaton's Batman, he he was also killing a lot of people. Um, but uh, and ben, and Bell's Batman was like, I'm not gonna kill people. And his he more of went of that route of like, I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm gonna save you either type of deal. Like if you put your, if I'm gonna blow up this building and I'm in the building and you're gonna fight me, like you should have just got out the building. Like <laughs> like I gave you an opportunity to get out the building. But but spoiler spoiler he kills Harvey Dent and then he definitely kills the driver and by default kills Talia. Like that, he is, kills that is true. Those, those, those are those are the those are the two ones that are more direct. I will say, but I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a pat. Like rules are meant to be. <laughs> it's just good that he has the rule. It's just good that he has the rule. Like like Harvey Dent, he had he had to. He had to save the kid. He had to grab the kid. That was like accidental death. That is like that's not murder. That is that he is. Uh, he didn't push it. He was grabbing the kid. Then Harvey Dent fell. Uh, you know, if he if he wanted to kill him, he would have would have killed him. He had a 50-50 um, chance. It was fair. It was fair. Yeah. Fair uh, when it comes to Taya, I go though. He is shooting at that truck. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is. But thing is, I'm like, there's a there's a bomb going off. Sometimes you don't have time to be like going out of your way to not kill somebody when there's a nuclear bomb about to blow up Gotham. But he did kill her. There, there's, he is more responsible for that action. Okay, so we're talking three. Ben Affleck's Batman was just like, I'm just rolling in my Batmobile, just just drilling everybody, just killing everyone. Like there, they showed an image of the back of this jeep or something and he is just machine gunning it and it just dissolves <laughs> into nothingness i'm just like when i was watching that scene i was just like, uh, like he just took me out the movie the but no he was just trying to get kryptonite to kill 
Superman. Like he's killing he was, humans. To, we, we, oh, this, okay. Okay. So also, I'm I'm completely fine with him trying to kill Superman for the sake of that story because in the second the, in the moment of that story, he doesn't see Superman as a human being. He sees him just as an alien, and so I'm, I'm completely fine with him trying to kill Superman. And it wasn't until he the whole Martha scene, which I love the Martha scene. I think it's great. I don't know if people have an issue with it. Um, and until that scene, he's like, oh, this person is, is me. Like, he's, he's just like me. So I'm completely fine with him. But just the idea of him murdering a bunch of people just to go kill someone else, <laughs> just to get the equipment. Like, that wasn't a life or death situation. He just had to go. It's just to get one item. He could, anyway. So Martha C. I love though, hate relationship like, with They could have just said the word Martha love... any previous time, and it would have avoided a lot of trouble, quite frankly. A lot the thing trouble. is, like, a couple of weeks... A couple of months before that, I kind of came to the epiphany. I was like, oh, yeah, Batman and Superman does, Mother does have the same name. And I just had the thoughts to myself, and no one's ever really brought up before until Zack Snyder did that. Batman yeah, kind of Batman a little more research and found out her name was Martha in advance. Be like, oh, he's got a mom, too. I got one of those. No, that that's the thing, though. He, he, he saw Superman so much as an alien. He wasn't even trying to see the humanity in him. To me, to, to him, that was just no, irrelevant. I, he, that's why I'm boring, boring cliche, but I I buy with the crowd on that. That that was never very satisfying yeah. to me. Well, he so he made the connection that that Clark Superman has a mother, and Batman's whole beginning of the journey was because he lost his parents, and so like it, it's a it's a whole him going to the dark side, basically one step from being like Thomas Wayne using pistols and everything, coming back to having faith again beyond just humanity in Superman who is more than human. I, it, I like the, like the Shakespeare deepness of the scene. I understand how it didn't play. It didn't sit well with a lot of people. I get it. But when you, when you really ingest it and just go with it, it feels good. I like it. I like the scene, but I, I get, I get both yeah. sides. But Okay. So, yeah. So I love, I love Batman v Superman, even though I had a lot of issues with it. And I think and there were avoidable issues. <laughs> Which makes me more upset the movie. Um, but none of it was Ben Affleck's fault. Although I will say this, I was more mad Ben Affleck was cast because he was an older Batman. Like I didn't I didn't get to see any of the build up of him. He's he's like the older Batman. He's already love like Love it. I, I love, I, I love it. it. It like, opens up hold on, it opens up the gate <laughs> for the supernatural, for the fantastical. Like for for like you can't do like let's this is spoiler free, but Two things you cannot do in the well, maybe you could in the Nolan, depending on how you worked it and maybe how you do it in the Pattinson. But it is good to go when it came to Ben Affleck's for like Man Bat, for Clayface, for stuff like that. It was good to go. And you can do flashbacks. If you want to see the past, you can do flashbacks. I think there's more, there was more opportunity to, to pull in a bigger universe with, a, with an end date Batman, with an older Batman, rather than, well, here's another trilogy and then it's over. I don't know. I, for me, I think Ben Affleck's Batman was on the cusp of greatness, of just bringing in everything. It was Zack Snyder's awesome ability to shoot a scene and bring in, oh, man, I, ah, so close. He, he could have been. Uh, so anyway, I went to this movie, like, they, you know, first image of, of Pattinson came out as Batman. And I thought, oh, it's cool. It's, it's, it's fine. Like, I, I liked Ben Affleck's suit. is like, freaking great. And, and I loved it. Except for the, I don't like he he has a fat neck and I don't know something about it I don't like it's it's just so bulky neck. Um and Pattinson's suit looked fine. Okay, so now 
started to hide myself up for the movie, and uh, and I'm in the theater, and and as I'm watching it, I'm just like, holy crap, this movie, it just, for some reason, it works on such a, to me, it is the most comic-accurate movie, Batman movie we've ever had. And I say that in the sense of, it's not the most, it's not the most comic accurate in the sense of visuals and in, in the sense of translations, like his bat suit isn't a direct one-to-one compare, uh, uh, translation to the way Ben Affleck's bat suit is. The Batmobile definitely isn't. Um, Catwoman isn't really Catwoman, but I, it felt the most like I was reading panels from a comic book, especially some of the most uh, recent, especially from Batman year one from Batman earth one by Jeff Johns. Um, Batman year one is by Frank Miller. Um, I felt like I was reading some recent Tom King stuff with the whole Catwoman and, and Batman stuff. So I, know, I felt these felt it was such a good, good translation of, of the comic book medium. And beyond that, um, I felt like the story, the moral of the story, was was so good. I felt like we were in, we were knee deep into Bruce Wayne's psychology. I think more than we ever have been of any other previous Batman movie. Um, and also, I think it had a great message at the end there. Like Batman Begins is my favorite movie of all time because I think it's one of the most aspirational superhero films. I mean, the whole you know why do we fall so we learn to pick ourselves up. Um, the whole the my favorite quote from that movie is is it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Love that quote, and that's that that's a call to action. That it's not enough to be a good person; you have to put good into the world. And to me, this movie has some of that in there. It's like vengeance isn't isn't the the answer. Like I gotta put hope into the world. And I really love that aspect of the film. I really love a lot of things about the film. Um, I think when it comes, you were talking about enjoyment. When it comes to enjoyment, like I just sit back and I and I just watch and just love the film. I think everyone does a great job. Enjoyment wise, I got you know give it ten out of ten. Like as a Batman fan, I, I just absolutely love it. I think. I think Matt Reeves and, and Robert Pattinson understands Batman more than any other previous director and actor. I think they truly understand that character. Um, and uh, so on a, I haven't been able to put this into my objective rating system, right? I break a movies down into six categories and they have weights and stuff. Um, I just haven't done it yet for some reason. But if I had to guess where it's gonna come out to be, it'll probably come out to be like an eight and a half or nine out of 10, because I think there's some, uh, there's some drawbacks, I think with the story a little bit. Um, and then I think there is some drawbacks to the action. Like it's compared to Batman Begins and the Dark Knight, I think it's better action, but you know, recently like, like Zack Snyder is so great at doing action. Like that Martha rescue scene in Batman v Superman, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's the best Batman anything. The warehouse fight scene is the best Batman anything ever. It just is. It, well, I don't, it's to me, it's the best Batman action we've seen live action. But live action, I think of right. Batman so much, so much more than just the I can punch people really hard type of deal. Um, and and I'm the I'm the one of the most dangerous men in the world. Like I love that Batman, but the thing I love most about Batman is more of those aspirational concepts that he that he gives off. Uh, so anyway, the movie probably get an eight and a half or or nine out of ten on me on on that sense. But so honestly, we're not that far off. I think I probably love the film more uh, more than than you all. Uh, just from you know, just from what I'm sensing here, 
Uh, John, before we go into spoilers, I know I've talked to you about this. Um, where would you rank the live-action Batman films? What the like all of them just bloop? So, uh, yeah, sure. Let's just go try try to do all of them. This doesn't have to be so, your final in stone I, type of deal. But. I, I did subjective and objective, but objective was harder than subjective, to be honest with you. Uh, so hold on. Notes here. No, that's no. Let's see. So okay, so the worst, and they they set out to make the movie that they wanted. Everybody knew their job. Yeah. It is what it is. You can't blame budget or anything else. It's Batman and Robin. I mean, I can still enjoy it. Just to be honest and just to let you know, I, I got it on 4K. The best way to watch that is actually to turn it to black and white and turn the volume down, like all the way off. And then just watch it and make up your own, you know, the... the <laughs> Put yeah. your own puns in there if you want. Make them up as you roll. Oh, you can just make it dark. Like, he's just like, instead of making them sing, he's just cussing them out the whole time and screaming at them. Like, just make it dark. Like, I mean... Yeah, anyway, it, it's I'd Batman Robin. I'd rather watch your version I, I, than the real version, for sure. Oh, oh man, that's the best. That's the only way to watch it. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, then I got to go Batman 66. And from here on up, and I like Batman Robin, I do. But 66, I mm-hmm. love. I grew up with it. Yeah. it. Once again, they knew what they were making. They they only shot it for like a few weeks. Like, wasn't they didn't have the biggest budget. Used the best bad guys. Everybody did a great job. Loved the movie. Um, Batman The Dark Knight Rises. Um, oh god, we get but it's I'm sorry, wow. it's just you Batman Begins is is a 10. I mean, I'm 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 exaggerating, but it's basically a 10. Dark Knight is a 10. I watched it the other day, and I was like, I cannot believe how amazing these movies are. And I like the Dark Knight Rises, I really do. But the fall from grace from two tens, like Tom Hardy, poorly casted, did a great job, poorly casted. Some of the flow, like the whole movie only exists. Spoilers only exist because they want to make Batman suffer. If they didn't want to make Batman suffer, click, boom, end of story. Like, it's the whole thing is to make him suffer. The whole It's a joke. It's to make the city suffer, the world suffer. I get it. It's a lot. Anyway. Uh, then I've got to go. Let's just end this now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I still like it. Um, then I got to go with uh, Justice League, the, the Joss Whedon. I really enjoy it. To be honest, to this day, it's still... And don't get mad. This is the most I've ever enjoyed, the most fun I've ever had watching a Batman. Not necessarily, I mean, it's a group, but the, a Batman movie. I had a blast. Granted, this was a really hard time in my life, and this is just what I wanted. And, uh, you know, I, I understand all the nitpicks and negativity. I think people are jumping on the Joss Whedon thing. I understand what he did and said. Right. He's probably a turd. I, I would say this. And so I, I was recently, I, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is Holy Batcast. A really great, probably really good positive people over there and so they did a, a recent ranking of all the batman films and they did their own list and they have people fans to their list and there were so many people that had josh whedon's justice league like on the bottom i was like how these people are being like not right. they're not being fair and also i think they have some reason bias that josh whedon probably is a terrible human being but when that movie right. came out i know a lot of them were way more positive and of course Zack Snyder's justice league has come out and then people love that more than josh whedon's justice league but that still right. doesn't like in a vacuum, his movie is still what it always was. So that shouldn't necessarily change how you objectively look at the film. And so anyway, keep going. I, no, I completely agree with you. I, I, you know, look at look at the test of time. Like Kubrick, Kubrick is a turd, 
right? People didn't like working with him. He made people shoot hundreds of times for one little one little spot in the movie, right? But Shelly, like Shelly Duvall lost her hair. Everybody picked on her on scene or on set. And then she came back and she was like, you know what? Look at the product we got. I will work for him again because look at what we got. I don't know. I wasn't there. Joss Whedon, people still work for him for a long time. I don't know. If he's a bad human being, then he gets what he deserves. I just think people jumped on a bandwagon. I still enjoy it. Uh, then I got this one hurts, like hurts to put this one here because this is my first theatrical experience. <laughs> Batman Returns. I love Batman Returns, but it's not a good <laughs> Batman movie. Like it does not represent <laughs> any of the characters very well. It is weird and sexual. And thank God I was only five years old when this came out because it was like. Whoa. I still knew Michelle Pfeiffer's hot, but everything people, else was no. Was... People forget how oddly sexual that one is when they're putting those <laughs> when they're pairing those movies together. They forget about Batman Returns. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, flipper trick, the flipper yeah, trick, I mean, and uh, just uh, yeah. But you know, Danny DeVito, he actually ate a raw fish. Like he really oh. went for that role, and they gave him a Razzie. They nominated him for a Razzie, and I will say this, and don't get mad because. Really, there's a difference, but there's not a difference. I say that his performance as Penguin is just as, I don't know, uh, hardcore acting as Heath Ledger. Like, obviously, Heath Ledger is awesome and amazing, but man, Danny DeVito's acting his butt off the entire movie. It helps Whether that one of like those people is like, is like a ruggedly handsome human being that we're all like uh, conditioned to love that type of person. And the other one's Danny yeah. DeVito. <laughs> Poor guy. Right, he's got... He's got slime coming out of him. Yeah. He's making weird through the marks and being nasty. I, I would, I would agree to a certain extent. It's not the penguin I wanted, right. and it's weird. But I do think he's doing a great job acting. He met yep. it. Is yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is also Michelle Pfeiffer is also doing a good job acting, and that's, that's not the Catwoman I want. I, I didn't, I didn't want the weird. But did they take the role they were given Catwoman. to like to the max? So yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, she she did her own whip work. I mean, I mean, they both. Oh yeah, whip, oh, they had oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a video of her on set doing whip work, and like she yeah. literally cuts like those in the in the scene where she goes and cuts mannequins' heads off. Like that's actually her. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah, man, uh, dude, and I'll just never forget like when uh, the penguin comes back into the sewer. Uh, I believe it's right after he was cast out. Just that shot of him coming in there and how grand it was. And then when Batman, the, the cape comes out and he flies over the city with the camera over his head. Man, as a kid, blew me away. It's nostalgia. I still enjoy the movie. I love it. It is a Christmas movie. Fight me. Uh, I, I love it. It's got to land somewhere. And this is where it does. And it's more objective almost than subjective, but it's got to go somewhere. So, And then the next one, and don't get mad. Don't get mad. It's the Batman. I'm sorry. I like the Batman. I know. I know. Don't get mad. I like the Batman. We'll get into I'm spoilers. So why? Why? To hear. Well, I guess I can't say. It. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting on one other. He. Right. Hey. <laughs> it's hard to not spoil it, but the, the ones above this, you got to remember, these are comic book movies. Now, what do you want? Do you want the Nolan and do you want the Pattinson, where it's kind of grounded and it's organic and it flows really well to, like, you know real life or do you want like a comic book turn the page kind of movie that's kind of it, it kind of depends uh, you know for me i can swallow some like some of the um fantastical if i know like it's 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 already in a superhero kind of <laughs> element i don't know anyway 
next one is Batman vs Superman, the uh, the extended cut. It's the only. Where the heck squad. is Batman Forever on this list? That's what I'm waiting on here. <laughs> I know, I know that's what you're waiting. On. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I skipped one. I'm sorry, I skipped one. It was Batman Forever, and then I'm sorry, then it was Batman uh, vs Superman. I'm sorry, I did skip one. That's okay. my fault. No, cool. my bad. Questions my bad. So it, I mean, it's and and to be honest with you. To be honest with you, the Batman should probably be over. Uh, should be over Batman Forever, but the nostalgia is there. It's a comic book movie. It, they knew what they were going for. It's a '60s with a Tim Burton kind of spin on it. I, I could this one could flip, but once again, I I don't like uh, the uh, knee jerk reactions. So I, I I try to like land something pretty solid, but this could move up. The Batman could move up. I've only seen it twice. Um, the honeymoon phase. We're still there. I just don't want to overreact. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the Batman, Batman Forever, and then Batman vs Superman: The Extended Cut. The only way you should watch the movie. It's so much better than the theatrical cut. Warner Brothers should have learned their lesson. They didn't, and then they doubled down later on with the <laughs> Justice League, as we would find out. Um, and then it's um, Batman Begins. Batman Begins could be arguably the best Batman movie ever, just for the the build of Batman, the story, the arcs, the villain, everything in it's great. Top notch. I, I really don't have very many nitpicks at all when it comes to Batman Begins. Love that movie. Uh, and then it's The Dark Knight. Once again, there's over time a movie that's been held at a 10. People have beat it to a pulp. They've nitpicked the bejesus out of it. I get it. There are some nitpicks for me. I just watched it the other day with knowing all the nitpicks. It's still an amazing movie that I can understand anybody giving it a 10. I love The Dark Knight. And nobody will ever touch probably Heath Ledger's performance. Phenomenal. Uh, then I got to go Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's. I just finished it literally before we got on here. Mm. It's a comic book masterpiece. There's some weird things in it, um, but it's just beautiful. Cyborg, who we might not see again for who knows whatsoever. My God, did they flesh out his story and he's just fantastic. And his, his abilities are so different from everybody else's. I mean, Aquaman's got a time to shine. We're going to get some more of the Flash. Wonder Woman's kind of had some hit and misses now, but... I, I just I love what they did and what they added and then they it's just beautiful I and I love what it stands for um, I love the triumphant return of Zack Snyder and um, and just uh, a little bit of victory for him after the loss of his daughter rest in peace um, and I'm, I'm glad something good came out of that uh, some money raised towards that um, it, it's just for me it's it's you know I'm almost getting emotional just talking about it but for me my number one there's no question. There's no question. It's 1989 Batman. And I'll tell you why, because it's my favorite movie of all time, and it always will be. And with that said, never watch. Never, well, you can watch, but never buy the 4K version of Batman 89. It's gothic. I love Michael Keaton as an underdog comes in and just nails it, crushes it. Uh, Jack Nicholson, love his performance. Um, I mean, I just I love the gothic feel of Gotham. I, I just love it from beginning to end. There's only two little nitpick parts I'd change. It's my favorite movie of all time. My number one, 89 Batman. For always, for now and forever. Can you remind me just in of... summary where this movie fit in yours numerically? Uh, 89? Oh, no, uh, uh, the, the Batman? Yeah. Yeah, it, it lands in the middle. Like I said, probably should be over forever, to be honest. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five six okay so it's i think it's it's out of how many one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve so yeah in my in my spoiler free of last week when caleb and i were talking i was like it lands in the middle and sure enough when i went to do it 
it, mm-hmm. it does land in the middle. But like I said, probably should put it over forever. But nostalgia and rewatch and everything else. It's your list. Your list. You know, people are entitled to their wrong opinions. It's fine. Sorry, man. I, I should defend it because it's a weird list. That, that's. I don't think I've ever seen a list like that, honestly. Yeah, I'm glad I did this though because John, I've not I've not met John before <laughs> today, and this such as uh, very revealing to me about uh, about what you enjoy and what you <laughs> prioritize, and uh, like what a good way to get to know somebody I and mean, something they're passionate about than <laughs> just putting it all on paper, you know. Well, and that's- the funny thing is. I remember we had a we had a floor and we had a Sean. I don't know if you had to have floor programs at KU yep. when you were already yeah. probably not. Oh, you did yep. okay monthly. So we had an all floor program where we we binge all of the Batman movies. And at that point, it was just to the Dark Knight. And yep. me and John, I think this all it all stemmed from me and you were arguing over which movies were better. And I was saying the Nolan trilogy was better than like Batman and Batman Returns. And we set up like a whole like people would vote and stuff <laughs> and like who had the best quotes. We had the best Batmobile, the best Batman, stuff like that. And so I'm not surprised that where, where you're landing at here. It's, you know, it's, uh, it, I mean, objectively, there's no question that the Nolan trilogy is better. There's no question. Uh, but it's, like I said, for me, feeling the comic book pages means a lot to me. And I respect and appreciate the grounded, realistic feel of Batman. When we get into our spoilers, I'll have some negative, though, where this movie kind of rips me out of that. Uh, but there is a little caveat where it puts me right back in. They have a little scapegoat in the movie. But, uh, but yeah, for me, I, I just like seeing the comic book pages on, on screen. Uh, and, and that's my feel of it. And for each movie, each movie, depending on, I mean, and your list can be whichever it is. But um, for each movie, it is a, 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 you know, the Batman has been around for so long. It is a version of Batman from some comic, I promise. They're, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're all valid interpretations of, of Batman. Like, I still argue with my right. mom today. She's like, Adam West is the best Batman. And I'm like, oh my God. Well, Tristan Bell is the best. Like, <laughs> oh, that's argument. fantastic. Because, you know, she grew up on that. She was like, I used to dress up as Robin and stuff. And I was like, oh. But just the fact that people have disattachment to really you know batman superman and, and also wonder woman i think just a testament to these uh characters in their longevity yeah. right, so i'll go next uh just because <laughs> i probably have a more concrete list than you do sean absolutely i thought about this a lot uh i'll just i'll start nah uh, i'm gonna start with the bottom i guess start at the bottom uh batman and robin said enough about that 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 movie was so bad that <laughs> when batman begins came out I was like, oh, Batman movies aren't good. And so I didn't see Batman Begins in theaters. It is one of my biggest regrets in life. I have never seen Batman Begins in theaters. Like, it wasn't until I watched, like, an MTV Awards show, and it was nominated. I was like, wait, people are taking this seriously? And then I watched something else, but I feel like Christian Bale got in such great shape to play Batman. And then I rented it. So I, I rented it. Like, so it was, it was in, like, the fall after June, it was probably around October or September that I actually went to go rent the movie, the DVD from the video store, and I sat down and watched it. Um, so Batman and Robin was so bad that me, as a lifelong Batman fan, was like, nah, I don't want to see another one. Uh, That's <laughs> so amazing. Batman and Robin. Have, uh, have, you, have you seen the clip where Arnold says that it's his, like, he's trying, like, they're asking about the movie, and he says that it's one of the best scripts he's ever seen? Dude, oh, he deserves an Oscar for selling that movie. So good. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> number, so I'll, I'll then go Batman 66, even though that holds a, a great place in my heart, because I love Batman 66 growing up. 
Um, we don't talk about live action because we're if we're talking um, other theatrical release Batman's, we would have to include Massive Phantasm in there. But anyway, that would get high on my list. Amazing. Um, oh yeah, great! I watched the other day. Ah, so good. Anyway, um, actually, I'll put it into this list anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll just redo whatever I was like. Uh, Nets up would be Batman Returns. It's just a weird movie. <laughs> just doesn't age well. <laughs> yeah, I, I never had much love for it. Like Batman '89, I have, I have love for it. Batman Returns. I'm never like, oh man, I just love this movie so much. Like, I, the thing I remember that movie is the McDonald's had really cool Happy Meal toys for it. Yeah, yeah. like they had a little duck and stuff. So yeah, is that Batman '91, roughly? Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Okay. 92. Okay. Ninety-two. Yeah. So I was I was four <laughs> when it came. Yeah. Um, Perfect happy so then, age for memories. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. all right. Um, so good back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's uh, next up on the list would be um, since uh, Batman says he sits, uh, Batman returns. Then, honestly, the sounds. Oh wait, uh, probably really that low? Huh. Uh, no, no, it can't be that low. No. Uh, anyway, next up is uh, Batman Forever, which I don't think is a bad movie, but there's certain aspects of that film I hate. I'm a huge Two Face fan. There's a scene in there where he flips a coin and he's like, "Nah, not what I want." He flips it again. I'm like, "That's not. If you don't need the coin, you don't need the coin. Right. If you if you know what you want to do, you're gonna do it. You don't need the coin. That's goes again." And I hate other aspects of that film as well. Oh, Val Kilmer is a very. He's actually a pretty good Batman. Even Bob Kane, even though he's not the sole creator of Batman, said Val Kilmer at that time was the best Batman. I blame okay, the director so up, on that. Uh, yeah. Although the thing is that the movie was successful. It made more money than Batman at that point, and so they were like, "The next one, sure." Uh, Schumacher, do whatever you want, and then he went crazy. Too big to but, fail. Uh, but with the right script, though, I mean, just like look at George Clooney. Now, you look at George Clooney. He's not. I mean, he would not be good if you used his acting from uh, uh, ER. Really, yeah, like you can't see uh, that. Yeah, but yeah. but from Dust Till Dawn, if you put that kind of attitude and 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 you know, like a getting older Batman, he's going through some stuff and he's got some grit to him. I think he could have been an amazing yeah. Batman under the right direction. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, I'll probably say, uh, what are the movies I've left? Um, probably just Batman 89. I watched it the other day, and honestly, it, to me, does, I don't have that same nostalgic feeling for it, and I'm just like, this, I don't, I'm just not, it just seems like a movie that just goes, it doesn't have really strong plot points, Batman doesn't go on a, on a character arc, the Joker is just there to kind of cause mayhem, but also, it's just, to me, the, the movie has a lot of holes in it it's misunderstood and, uh, I'll, I'll teach you it's misunderstood i'll teach oh. you it's, the, 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 i watched the other day and i was just like i'm just not vibes, man the 30s vibes with the, the the machine gun think of next time you watch it think of batman oh, as almost like michael myers like he doesn't know if he's gonna kill somebody he's there he's not there like he's building his supernatural mm-hmm. stuff like i said there's some weak points i i, I can't argue but <laughs> and, and the gothic feel of that movie man like oh it's it's good I, I love it uh, it's a, it's a good Gotham besides the fact that it's on like a studio lot, but yeah. that's a sign of the times. I know, yeah. Um, I give it. Uh, so now we're yeah. up to okay. So then probably Justice League, the Josh Whedon version, and then and then I'm gonna go the Zack Snyder's version. I loved it, but it doesn't have good replay. Like it's this is where things step up a lot from between Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
Uh, and then the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises to me, I love it because it gives it gives it's the perfect ending for this Batman. Like this Batman, Christian Bale's Batman was his character arc was trying to get past his parents' death, trying to get past that despair and suffering. He found a way to be happy. And no other medium, and no other story have, have I ever read. I've read a lot of Batman comic books, and I've, and I've digested a lot of Batman media. I've never seen someone give Batman a happy ending. And I love that character of Bruce Wayne so much. Like I'm just so happy that he got a happy ending at the end there. Uh, and he, he, ultimately like, saved, he ultimately saved his city and gave them the inspiration to save themselves. Batman exactly. can be anybody. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That whole, like, he, Christian Bell's Batman wasn't like, I have a mission, a lifelong mission. He was like, I have to save Gotham. That was a mission. I have to save Gotham. Right. And by the end of Dark Knight Rises, he felt like he saved Gotham. He's finally inspired hope and goodness in everybody. He didn't have to lie, like, in the Dark Knight and corrupt the system kind of himself um, and, and play it and manipulate it. By the end of Dark Knight Rises, the city was truly the soul of the city was saved. Right. If you compare the end of that to Batman Begins, Batman Begins, the city is just like it's just crap. It's just crime right. everywhere. Yeah. Um, so Dark Knight Rises. And then so I think I only got three movies left at this point. Um, oh wait, I haven't thrown Massive Phantasm in there anywhere. Nope. I'm gonna go with the Batman Nets. I think you know, I've mentioned before, this movie gets so much stuff right about the Batman. It's uh it's just it's just really good to me. Anyway. And, I, and we'll get more into that. Nets up, Mass of the Phantasm. I watched that movie also the other day, and holy crap! This, to me, Batman Begins, Mass of the Phantasm, and the Batman are three of the best character studies of the character of of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like the scene in the graveyard in Mass of Phantasm, I love it. Where he's arguing, he's he's pleading to his parents, like, please, like, I I didn't know that this could happen. I didn't know I could be happy. It's such a tragic figure that he is begging his dead parents to absolve him of a promise that he made to them. But his parents, his parents doesn't want him to be Batman. His parents want him to live a long and happy life, but he's so delusional that he feels like he has to ask that of them. Uh, Such an amazing movie. So then comes down to the dark Knight and Batman begins. And I can often flip flop between the two on which one is my favorite. Uh, but for the last couple of years, I kind of settled on on it that The Dark Knight is my second favorite Batman film. I think it's one of I think it's the best movie I've ever seen in the theater ever. I think objectively, it's a ten out of ten across the board on all these different things. Um, it's, Over it's, Endgame and uh, No Way Home. Oh, oh, without a doubt, without a, know, a doubt, Sean. Okay, right, Sean. like with. It, it, this game is like the the best theatrical experience I've ever had. The culmination of eleven years of so twenty three plus movies or whatever. I just I, I've never been in a better crowd in a theater. I, I do love the, the Dark Knight, but man, the End Game just. If we're talking theatrical experiences, I think End Game is is great. But there was something about sit. I remember sitting in the theater watching the Dark Knight, and the theater not knowing what the heck was going to happen next. Like right. everyone was just glued in edge of their seat. Like I saw it with my wife and that's why I'm one of my favorite movies because I could tell that she was into the movie. And and like I remember when Commissioner Gordon died, she's like, oh like we like it's it's hard to to really go back on where 
on how you felt when you first watched it because the, the movie has so many twists and turns that you kind of forget about because you watched it in the movie you know 20 times that you forget that the movie is just filled with so many twists and turns um but that movie is just so like christopher nolan raised everything up a notch like his cinematography was just beautiful and amazing the way he just paints a picture for you i would say this it's not christopher nolan wasn't trying to make comic book pages come to life he was trying to make uh com- life be comic book pages right. yeah yeah. He, yeah. He was, yeah he wasn't trying to uh necessarily translate comics like that anyway and the band begins to me it's my favorite it's my favorite movie of all time it is the most bruce wayne centric story it gets bruce wayne so right that he he has he's dealing with this loss it takes him from being right there in crime alley to finally understanding what he needs to do, the whole vengeance versus justice thing, which I just absolutely love that discussion. Because I feel like so many times just in us in general, we think about like vengeance. Like, all right, if someone killed somebody, I'm if someone killed someone I love, I can see myself killing them for killing the person I love. That's vengeance. And Rachel says it. She's like, vengeance because at one point Bruce Wayne says like vengeance and just justice are sometimes the same thing. She's like, no. Vengeance is about you making yourself feel better. And justice is about you making the world better. Like there's like a complete difference between the two, and they're rarely ever the same thing. Right. Um, and then that movie just encapsulates that so much. So Batman Begins is my number one. Man, that I couldn't argue with that. Like I said, like I I, I wouldn't argue with anybody that says that's a ten or the Dark Knight. And yeah, I, I do think that the 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 journey is better, and the, it's a better story overall for Batman Begins over the Dark Knight. I just like you said, with the Dark Knight, man, it never stops. Even the dialogue, like the dialogue, if you watch it, when it cuts, it builds. Like, you tell me the Russian for apply your own bloody suntan lotion. Boom. And then it, it just flows so well. I think that, and I don't know if it's because I watched the trailers too many times for the Dark Knight Rises, but it feels like they're cut for commercials. Like, it just is so, like, but he's a hero. But it's That's in uh, that's in wartime, but we're in peacetime now. Click. It just, it, it doesn't flow as well. But the Dark Knight, the flow all the way up until... Harvey's in the hospital bed. The flow is amazing. That's where I stop the movie usually. I stop the movie right there, and then I pick up when I go to watch The Dark Knight Rises. I pick up from there, and I go into The Rises. It just kind of fleshes and smooths that out and goes right in together even better for me. Wait, you, just, you just end? At the- <laughs> That's it. Because it's a good spot. It's a good spot to end the movie. Like, the Joker's free, right? Harvey's in the bed. He's all wrecked. Like, Rachel's gone. Oh, like, it's, I, it's I a love, good spot to I end love the that movie. reveal love that reveal of Two-Face. Like, and then Two-Face is my favorite villain. And, Har- and one thing, Aaron Eckhart does not get the credit he deserves. To me, he's like the second best, probably one of the top five comic book villain depictions. But because he's with Heath Ledger, who's just like on a freaking pedestal, and, and deservedly so, he often gets overshadowed. But like, him as Harvey Dent, he is the, he's the main character of the story. He's the one that goes on this, this the most... Uh, drastic change. Like he is the White Knight that was turned into Two Face, and his right. fall from grace is is one thing. The Joker won, right? Because because Harvey did end up turning and stuff, and Batman had to end up manipulating the system to to do it. Oh man, Aaron Eckhart is amazing. Two Face. So good. I know a lot of people complain about the CGI and stuff like that. I I let it go, man. What the heck? I, I like it. I, I mean, think it's, it's creepy- amazing. Yeah. I mean, like, I know, they, I've never. They, like, they, they complain about the eyeball because it looks like it's about ready to pop out of his head and it looks fake. What? 
what do you want? What do you want? Like, show it looks me something fantastic. better, people. Show me a better like, CGI way, depiction. Of what's way, going on right there? The way his teeth is and uh-huh. stuff, and, and that time the where tendon. Yeah, the tendon. Oh my god! And the time where he he's in the bar, right? Like two thousand eight. Yeah. Keep that in mind, people. Yeah, yeah, he's in the bar. He takes a drink, and it comes down. He has a, and then he oh. and he's talking to works. Oh, and the man. suit too. The suit looks cool because it's half yes. burnt. Yeah, and, and they explain it was it wasn't some like they explain and I was thinking about Nolan. Nolan was like, I'm going to explain everything. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think I think for his universe, this is as good as Two Face probably could have gotten um, without making him a main main villain. I think this is really good. He he, the the, the full circle of everything was just so good for that. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that he deserves that praise because he really does. Yeah. yeah. So I've been thinking right, about Sean. I've been thinking about it all week because <laughs> I knew it was going to come up. I'm very nervous. Oh, nice. Uh, well, no, I've been thinking, Chris, and you should know, and, and I mean this in the most sincere way, the way that you've impacted how I watch movies. But just full transparency is that I mean I'm I'm the least credible here in terms of comic books, in terms of movies, in terms of Batman. I'm the least objective person here in how I watch movies. Uh, but that's okay. I'm, I'm gonna make. I've got my list that I've thought about for literally five straight days now. I watched all the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I watched Batman and Batman Returns. Um, and what I've decided is I'm not gonna besmirch the series by doing a full list because there's just too many that I'm not familiar enough. I got my top six. I didn't think yeah. I just did live action, so I didn't consider Mac- Mask of the Phantasm. It would be very okay. high up I, there I for me. I sprung that on. Yeah, you, put, come on. Put man. it in there. He, he put it in there. You put it in there. I will put it there. Why not? I'll throw it in there. Uh, so top, it'll be my top seven. And I can't, I'm not going to besmirch the whole series, though, by pretending that I'm knowledgeable enough in those other areas. And then the thing I have to point out is that I am a, I'm a very simple movie watcher. When I sit down and watch a movie, it tends to be I want kind of a, 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 a closed and shut, an open and closed experience. I want a gratifying experience in one sitting. I'm a very simple movie watcher. That is not a compliment to myself. That's not a good thing, but it affects it affects the way I enjoy movies and it affects my list. So number seven, then if we're doing that, is going to be the Zack Snyder Justice League. I thought it was much more, it was very engaging. All the compliments of how much better it was than the original take, I think was very deserved. I didn't think that I could like that movie based on having seen the original. And I was very surprised. I also, I hate long movies. I've never enjoyed it. I don't sit still well. That's a four-hour movie. I was pretty good during the whole time. I was very proud of myself. I was like, way to go, Sean. So uh, that one defied my expectations because I did not think that I could really enjoy it that much or at least that much more than the original. And so then number six, now i got my numbers all out of order. Number six is the ba- uh, Batman 89. I don't have as much nostalgia for it, but as I watched it this week, of of the Batmans that I'm less familiar with, cliche for people my age, I was very compelled. Like I, I could sit down and watch that movie again, and I think I would find more and more things to like about it if I sat down and dedicated it. I was compelled the whole time in enjoying everything about that movie. I, I didn't have a ton of nitpicks other than kind of the usual uh, Batman killing, or maybe I don't always love Michael Keaton's demeanor as a character, but I I was a much bigger fan of that movie than I kind of remembered being. And then number five, and this is where I start to get a little bit tricky, but I am going to put the Batman here at number five. Um, I have very few nitpicks at the movie other than just, uh, again, kind of the length of the movie is still a turnoff for me. I I think there are parts where... 
some of it could have been shrunk just to, some of it was too deliberate for me and for that, the that sake my, of the thriller. <clears throat> yeah, that was probably my biggest right. Go ahead. I was gonna ask what you guys thought about the runtime too before we got done with the spoiler free, my bad. Yeah. If if the runtime yeah, if the runtime is merited, but there was enough in there that I felt was too deliberate, that could have been cut out. And the, but that minutes, was yeah. That was about my biggest complaint and a lot that I like about this movie that we'll go into detail later. Um, so it was hard to put it here. And is it a better movie than my number four pick, which is going to be The Dark Knight Rises? Is The Batman a better movie? Yes. But am I as compelled to like, again, just it, it is compelling to just sit down and watch and enjoy it? I'm a sucker for a happy ending. I love a little camp. So The Dark Knight Rises doesn't bother me nearly as much as it bothers most people. And then, now that we're sliding in Mask of the Phantasm, I think I'm going to slot it at three. I think I'm going to put Phantasm at three. I love it, especially when an animated movie can capture a big screen vibe. That's very, that's always a plus for me. And I haven't given that movie as many, I've probably only watched that movie four or five total times. I have every reason in the world to just go back and watch that. I should have watched it again this week. It's a, it's a, it's a very quick watch. I think it is, is it, it got a 70 minute run time? Yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should I have watched it, it again this week. I can't believe I didn't. I'm a little embarrassed at myself. And so then number two, and Chris, this is where you've impacted me. If you'd have asked me before this week, I would have always said that Batman Begins was number two and Dark Knight Rises. After this week, I have I have flip-flopped those. I found myself more engaged and more interested throughout the first movie, for throughout Batman Begins, then the Dark Knight Rises and the Dark Knight Rises just it it did a few things, a few more things that I typically don't enjoy as much. Again, in terms of like runtime, a few loose ends that I don't necessarily like leaving. Uh, Batman Begins was very compelling in its own story, but also to project me throughout the entire trilogy or to, or to push me through the entire trilogy, get me excited for the whole thing. So I have flipped that this week and I will say Dark Knight Rises number two, Batman Begins number one. I will Dark never Knight. watch one without the other. I will say that. Uh, Wait, I'll, I'm sorry. You said you said rises. You mean Dark Knight I'll, and then begins, right? My apologies. Yeah. My apologies. Dark Knight and then Batman Begins Three. is number mm-hmm. one. Okay. Uh, and I but will I just say that, like... that that is no. Mm-hmm. My apo- Thank you for catching. Oh, uh, and I will say that I don't love Christian Bale's performance, but I love these Christopher Nolan experiences. The guy just knows how to make very compelling movies. I don't love Christian Bale. As Batman, especially after having Robert Pattinson, I really liked what I saw. The 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 '90s kid emo in me loved the Robert Pattinson experience. Yeah. I, I was a big fan. So, and that's yeah, my the, list. The, and apologies for the for not not going the whole, but everything below that would have just been me. No, I think that's guessing. Awesome. I don't want to. No, yeah. yeah, so. Oh, uh, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine real quick because I'm gonna put in the Phantasm. I'm actually gonna. Good. I'm gonna bump. I'm gonna bump that the Batman over forever, and it kills me to do it. I'm gonna bump that, and then I'm gonna put the Phantasm. <laughs> I'm gonna put the Phantasm. Oh God, I'm gonna put the Phantasm above uh, the Batman, just because animated series was my childhood. I mean, it was '89 oh, Batman. That's the Batman that we know. Series. That is our Batman. It had no yeah. right being that good. That that cartoon, no right at all. Today, you could you could have a board meeting and try to sell this to kids and adults, and, and then. Be good throughout your entire lifetime. There's no way. I've watched a lot no, it's more funny, of the cartoon. It's, it's, Sorry, Chris, go ahead. Uh, I would say it, it's it's weirdly more adult in a lot of aspects yeah, than, than yeah. a lot of live at like I, I'm a Bruce Wayne has sets like twice in this movie. <laughs> which is like 
how the heck did they get by and and do this? <laughs> as a kid, as a kid, you're just like, whatever, they're hugging, face yeah. to black, okay. <laughs> but I've watched so a lot of the Joker... cartoon over yeah. uh, a lot of the animated series yeah. over yeah. recent months. I'll say like the past four or five months, and it's one of the few like of my early childhood cartoons that I can remember that doesn't like fall off a cliff after two seasons i think it gets right. better after two seasons personally um big fan of three and four i think i'm about halfway through four at this point whereas a lot of those other ones i can remember like season one maybe a season two and then just a off of absolutely off of a cliff no this one continues to i think progressively get better in production value um throughout those middle seasons at least yeah, well, it's it's interesting you say that, like, the, the after season two or whatever. It's kind of like the CW. I liked Arrow up until about season four. And then I was like, okay, by, by the time he's been trained by all these people and survived all this stuff, he should be dominating whatever comes in his way, right? I mean, same thing with The Flash. Speedster, speedster, we get it. That's all you can throw at The Flash. And then, like, he gets knocked down, and then the person's gone, even though he can search the city and find him in ten seconds. Like, after the third season, they just beat the horse to death. So, yeah, I'm with you that something like a cartoon from our childhood is still good to this day. Was great then, good to this day. It just blows me away, man. It just blows me away how good it is. All right. Uh, we can get into spoilers now. Yeah, we've been talking well, for an hour five. It's spoiler time. Absolutely. Oh, Chris, I'm taking these timestamps on now because there's no way I'm going to remember these later. I'm writing them down immediately. I promise you guys. Yeah. I promise you guys, I got two kids, but I promise you that you guys will tap out before I do. Oh, yeah, I'm weak. I'll tap out I, immediately. No. This is all I do. Is I, This is all no, I do no, for. I, I stay up till 2 o'clock on, on a regular, or 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock on a regular, yeah. All right. And still do a full-time to... job, and uh, anyway. No, we're, we won't stay up. <laughs> Maybe not. Anyway, I don't know how long. But, all right, first thing I absolutely loved about this film was, one thing, the first... The, f- the first 10 minutes, I think, is just beautiful. Just Batman. I'm just... Like, when they talk about the shadows, he's like, I am the shadow. Also, inner monologue, Batman. Love it. Love it. It's, it's, it's straight from the comic books. I love getting into the psyche of Bruce Wayne, and that worked so well. They couldn't, they couldn't do that throughout the whole entire movie, but to have it at the beginning, at the end, I think was just genius. Well, but the one yeah. part, there was a... I loved the beginning. It was great. The first 10 minutes, great. But there was a break where, like, he was doing his big inner monologue. Then there was a long break, and then he had like another small piece of inner there, monologue, there was. and it threw I, me I off. So, yeah. It was uncomfortable yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason. So that was actually a, uh, a yeah, I, small nitpick, very small. I think they should. Yeah, I, I think, think I they noticed should've... that. I think they should have cut the monologue down just a little bit in the end because we get it. Like, we literally are seeing you save these people. We're, you're waiting on the chopper. We see that you're looking up into the sky. You know, a lot of people are talking about the rebirth from when he falls into the water, baptism kind of a thing. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we get it. Like, you can say a couple things, but man, they laid it on a little thick, I think, on in the end. But I don't I care. Do like I, want, I want it all. I want it, I want it all. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I get that. There was, there was that part, Sean, where there was, like, it was been, like, too long of a eight break. minutes. Yeah, and then yeah, there was probably like eight minutes between them, and then you had it in there. It just yeah, threw me that. out of the, uh, like, I was, at that point, I was, what do they call it, when you're immersed? And I was, I was in it, yeah. and then all of a sudden, he's talking to me again. <laughs> Where'd this guy go? Okay. Who did? Um, but the whole, the shadows thing, it was just like, they think that was I'm, great. I love that, how you're using the shadows. I am the shadows. Oh, yeah. Give me it's like, like, people, people see the shadows, they're like, I don't know, man, Batman could be behind there. And the, and the bat signals up? Nah, it, I'm... 
For that spray, that that can of spray hey. that went in that weird shadow room. No, nah, that's done. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> hey, what if you have a flashlight? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Well, like, then, <laughs> and then the dude with the the, the drop head mask, he gets hit by a car because he's staring into the shadow. Yes. I, loved, I laughed. He's so yeah. <laughs> he's so scared of the shadows that he got hit by a car. Yeah, yeah that, that's great. Um, the thing is, is that you know Nolan did that in The Dark Knight, right? At the beginning of there, like um Richard Gordon has the light on and then all the criminals see the the bat symbols on and one guy's like nah man not today today's not a good day they're doing like a drug deal and one guy's like you got a better chance of hitting the powerball and running into him so that was like a little bit and then Matt Reeves this was one, like let me this just stand one. on this <laughs> and it gives you so much more weight in, into it well, there's also like Batman uh, 89 where he's building up the fear. He's like, I want you to tell all your friends about me. Who are you? I'm Batman. Like, and the getting shot and rising back up, like that superhuman, mm-hmm. nasty, actual bat. Like, I, I like that they brought in some of those elements. Remind me here in a second because I, I want you to go back. But remind me in a second. Um, 89 Batman, where eight, Batman's at in 89 to where this Batman is. I want to I want to talk to that when you're when you're done because this is a good build to that character. You're right. Yeah, I just I just mentioned real quick. Batman didn't even save that couple from getting robbed he watched them get robbed did nothing about it they didn't return their stuff which is like you know i'm just gonna beat up these criminals and tell them <laughs> to tell their friends about me it's not gonna help those people he was using know. that chris he was using <laughs> that <laughs> on a roof man those people are those people are like we got robbed apparently gotham has a, a cape crusader around we wouldn't know he didn't didn't save us we could have got shot but he was watching from anyway. he's a millionaire he could have dropped down there gave him a hundred thousand dollars and be like okay now i'm gonna go get these dudes Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think I'm, uh, yeah, pretty much elaborated on, on the shadows part. What were you going to bring up, John? Well, I, it was just kind of curious. It's something that this movie does a couple uh, sneaky things that's it's in your face, but it, it flows so well that nobody really talks about it. One of them that I was thinking about was the, the fact that, you know, he's been Batman for two years now, and so he's still developing the, uh, the shadows, the fear and stuff like that, the vengeance. Mm-hmm. But it's weird how there's a combination of he's working with Gordon and that trust is built up enough to where he's just like bringing him in with his cop buddies. Um, and then yeah. but then he, he goes to like the clubs and stuff like that. And they're like, who are you supposed to be? And then like he's like, like people seem to be confused who he is. But at the same time, he's got a good connection with Gordon. I buy that connection. It's just interesting that they decided to go ahead and 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 fast forward i know it's here too and so they're fast forwarding i get that but it's weird how he's he's you you skip the part where he's a lone ranger like i don't know i just what are your thoughts on that and it, it, did it bug you at all or no i mean now that, i mean i guess you're bringing up the irony that he is pretty public in, in a he's pretty public with the police but he's still very much the the myth of of it i, I wouldn't say he's a myth i think he's people definitely know about him Right, but I think, I think they they, they somehow pulled it off. They pulled he pulled off that that dichotomy there. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, if I, I need I to like know that kind of origin all the time, or at least it didn't bother me at, upon yeah. viewing. So, I mean, I'm I like seeing they, his they, relationship. They they, with, they, they, they like linger with, with him going in there with Gordon. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. There you go. I'll just say I I like seeing his relationship with Gordon because uh, one of Jeffrey Wright, that's a really great Gordon. I mean, I'll still put. Gary Oldman just had more work to do. And also, I've seen him in three movies. But right. Jeffrey Wright, Greg Gordon, I love his trust that he has with Batman. You know, there's one scene where Batman's like, do, do you trust 
they're talking about some cops like Batman's like, do you trust them? And Gordon's like, I don't trust anybody but you. And yeah. Like, like you, you you know that they've that they've had some some history together. For him to build that trust up, like Gotham, you can't trust anybody at Gotham. And uh That's a really nice subtle and, way to bring it up too. It wasn't super heavy handed, but it just like one piece of dialogue that tells a lot of story. Yeah. yeah. And I I like seeing I like I like seeing Batman interact with the cops because they almost draw attention to it that this is weird. This is weird <laughs> that Batman is walking around a crime scene. Right. And he's he's a guy in a mask. He's a vigilante. And yet every and people are like, Gordon thinks it's Gordon's like, this is normal. <laughs> but right. everyone's like, uh why who who the hell is <laughs> what is what is this? And, and at one point Batman picks up some evidence and some guy's like a uh, chain of evidence, like, and Gore's like, he's wearing gloves. Right. <laughs> just... They do a nice job of making it <laughs> like, feel uncomfortable in the right way. Right. Especially yeah. later on when they're, they're trying to wait. Well, I, I, we'll go back, but when they're waking him up and he's surrounded by everybody, yes. you can tell if it wasn't oh. for Gordon. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And it, so one of the differences that I found between, Nolan in between Matt Reeves. Nolan likes a good wide shot. He likes to show you besides those fight scenes and Batman Begins. He likes to show you kind of everything because he's he's great at framing the shot. He was he was great at at the cinematography and stuff. He wants to show you the beautiful shot. Matt Reeves was like, I'm gonna just zone in and, and close up on on stuff, which made it feel way more claustrophobic. Does that make like, it feel more comic book like? Does that play into the comic book to movie feel? I think it. I think exactly right. If you think about a comic book, right, a, a page of comic book, you got about probably, except for splash pages, you got about five to nine panels, and those panels can't be wide for for a lot of times. They're they're up close on mostly on, on what they're uh, on, especially a lot of Batman comics, um, and so it it made it like I felt like Matt Reeves. I felt like I was I was seeing the. Pa- the panels on on screen it was, it's weird i can't even kind of describe it but and that's why it's it felt comic accurate to me because i felt like i was watching a batman comic come come to life in a certain sense it was very claustrophobic yeah the super dark color palette too and making me think of both the animated series and like a really cool uh color like i don't know it played into the comic book vibe for me personally as well yeah and they and they did play up to me they played up a lot of similarities to the comic books um so one thing about gotham is that it's timeless right you see the cop cars they're like what 1992 uh caprices or something like that like they're boxy shaped but people have cell phones and stuff like that they make gotham timeless the same way that batman the animated series did batman the animated series had people still with tommy guns but they but batman also had technology that was you know 2020 technology um oh also loved the the eye stuff the the uh, eye camera he had going on yeah. so he, yeah and so he made a way to make track of it because he was so it, yes. he was so like detached and and, and yes. into being yeah. batman he's like I, I have to remember i i'm just so yeah, like, like yeah 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 just yeah so I, I forgot what my original point was but it was they they borrowed i think a lot from from uh from Batman the anime series, just in the sense that Gotham felt timeless. Um, also, there was a scene of like the bat signal up in the air, 
and then a helicopter coming in and shining a light on the criminals. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Like I at first thought those were blimps. I was like, holy crap, do we have blimps? Because Batman anime series was like blimps everywhere. Like Gotham right. was just weirdly just <laughs> blimps everywhere. Uh, whenever no, I see a blimp, I think of Batman the animated series. I was watching uh, yeah. Scarface, and when the, it says that the blimp comes out, it says the world is yours. It's the first thought I had. Uh, yeah. You know what's weird is uh, in this movie and in The Dark Knight, and maybe it happens in some other Batman movies that I'm not paying attention, but when they go to the crime scenes, it's always funny to me. And now you should do what they did. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but they never have like the actual like floodlights in there so they can see everything. It's always still pretty dark, which it should be because Batman should be kept in shadow for the most part. You know, it just he does better mm. in shadow. It's just funny to me because th that thing would be lit up like crazy. I mean, you know, by the t I mean, maybe not in the beginning stages, but usually, yeah, usually pretty quick it's lit up so you can see everything before it, you know, gets messed up. But it's just something the thing I, is, I, I uh, noticed. So, the only lighted one prime stack I think of in the, in the Dark Knight trilogy is at the beginning there where uh, they're at the bank and uh, and and uh, Batman and Gordon are talking about the Mark Bills that they had and stuff. And, that, and that's a very light of scene. Batman looks weird in that. Like his, right, I don't right. know if they switch masks in between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. Because right, he's in his he's in his Batman Begins suit first. Right. And for some reason, that suit doesn't come off as well. And I don't know if because it's just very well lit or something like that. Um, it, it's the, that, it's that the first... contrast. Of, it's the contrast of the cape because the suit is like kind of a dark gray, and then the 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 cape is very very black. And I yes. prefer Batman with, uh, he should be fight ready most of the time, but I prefer with the cape over, ready to kind of cloak away. Oh, yeah. So it yeah, really the contrast we have, yeah, it's very jarring. <laughs> so that's it. But no, I was actually referring to uh, later on in the Dark Knight where um, Harvey Dent, you'll, you know, the, the phone call mm -hmm. from the Joker, you'll find Harvey Dent there and they come in. Yeah. And you know, that is earlier on in the crime scene, but it just, you should do it the way they did it. It's just <laughs> funny to me. I'm like, who, who can see anything? Like, what, what are we looking at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So, uh, so, so, Sean, you have anything to add? Not, to, not at this moment, right. no. I'm absorbing all this all right. new knowledge. I yeah. am. <laughs> um, oh, we didn't talk about the Riddler's entrance. I thought, so Matt Reeves has a background in horror. Uh, he did Let Me In. He did a couple other movies. And he did Planet Apes movies. Planet there was a huge horror element to the Riddler's first thing. Like, when the guy's just walking around, and then you, you see the Riddler, and he's just, like, standing like... Like, it was very... To me, it was very Michael Myers-esque. And, yeah. and I'm, the, not as, I'm not as enthralled into that. The glasses aided the Michael Myers-esque, too, because it was like there's something comical about this otherwise terrifying yeah. figure. Like, just like the stupid yeah. mask. But the, the glasses were such a big part of that. Unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I mean, this movie and and look, I know a lot of people are nitpicking it, and it, I mean, but it was like very clear, and it's okay. But the vibe of this movie is very Zodiac, which is fine. Great Fincher movie, fantastic, based on a true story uh, for the most part. Um, you know, it's also got a lot of Saw elements, um, and it, it's got some Seven vibes. And and it, I mean, it. I understand that, and a lot of people say that the Nolan trilogy, especially the Dark Knight leans a little heavy on the um, uh, heat vibes, yep. you know, the, the town, the, the action. Uh, but I think it fits the story very, very well. And I do think the Riddler's entrance was super duper creepy, especially when he just, that raw leap is just, mm. uh, it just, it's freaky. It, it was almost a, 
a unnatural leap, I guess. It, it was like a a primal leap. If yeah. you, like he's not trained. <laughs> and right. he, he says that to Batman at the end is like my my power, my my I forget what he says exactly, but isn't the, the it, body it's like, up, it's here. up here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does this motion. Um That's weird. <laughs> real, uh, real quick, does did, did any of you how how did you think about the look of the Riddler? Because this is a, a different look. For me personally, I went in thinking like, you know what, I'm not really feeling this look of the Riddler. But after watching it, I don't really miss the cane and the bowler hat and the whole green suit. Like I was completely fine with the Riddler's aesthetics in this film. I was a big fan of it in this film and it just I think I might have shared the concerns that you had for like a minute, but as soon as you kind of get the vibe of what the film is going to be, yeah. it immediately just, no, this makes more sense. This feels very real. This feels very Zodiac kind of. And I just, I, I was immediately hooked as soon as I kind of saw that first murder scene, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, for the, for the movie that it's going or for the movie that's in. And like later on when they're talking about uh, the 507 followers, when they're talking about like, you know, rifles are good and what kind of mask is that? And that's mm, stuff like that. Like yeah, the, the idea of yeah. being able to get to an army surplus and get this stuff easily mm-hmm. uh, and, and for him to not be traced and stuff like this, it works very well for the movie. I don't think it's very iconic. I don't think it's eye catching. I don't think it lives up to like, like you were saying the Zodiac, it does have that feel to it. But like when the Zodiac rolls up on those two couple on the beach, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like what it represents and it works very well. It just doesn't wow me. I think that's a good point because like, uh, not to brag on myself, but you know, I also made a, a Bane mask here. Like Bane nice. is, is, uh, is, is his, his depiction is way different than the comics. Right. But when you see this mask, you're like, Oh, boom, that's, that's Bane. Like it, it has, you, you know, it, you understand it. Um, it has a certain weight to it. Um, it's, it's, to me, it's like icon. To me, uh, Tom Hardy is and gave it uh, gave a a great performance as Bane. Just his his presence was was uh, almost otherworldly. If we and, get uh, to count, but the... I do think. Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupt. No, go go go. If we get to count the duct tape, when I think it, it it's still not as grabbing as like as like the as the Bane mask even. So you you're picking what we what we like as a good character in a movie that we maybe like a little less, but it's that's still a better hook. But I did like again that the glass is kind of not fitting into the rest of the getup, and the duct tape mm. being just mm. such a mundane everyday item. There's still a little of that to me, but I will agree with what you're both saying. Of that's not quite as as gripping as the other examples yeah. we have. Do you, do you guys did you guys see the meme? And I did not notice this. This is not me being smart or whatever. But um, did you see the meme where it's got? I can't remember the joke that it says, but it's got this Riddler and it's got Jim Carrey's Riddler, and they have the exact same glasses. Do you think that was on purpose? I saw that. Oh, I, I did. I saw that. That's, um, that's kind of funny. It, they are the exact same glasses. Like, it's weird. I would. I don't. I don't know how that's not on done on purpose because they are yeah, like the exact same glasses. Yeah, maybe that's some little like you know little love nod Easter egg thing. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, I do think Jim Carrey has it in him to, to have been a good a good Riddler, uh, especially after he's done you know more and more serious films. That yeah, just because that first one was pretty that. early in his non. Yeah, that career. was like I think that was in between Pet Detectives. Yeah, so definitely yeah. not not too high yeah. into a serious. Well, not yeah. that serious, yeah. but that's that's when he went from making uh, three hundred thousand uh, dollars 
<laughs> a movie to well no it might have been three sorry it's either thirty thousand or three hundred thousand to like i think it was three million like he jumped so hard after pet detective yeah. <laughs> uh it's just it was wild I, real quick just funny story about jim carrey that the the uh cable guy had a 60 million dollar budget right and it's directed by ben stiller who's a great comedian right he's a good actor <laughs> He gave yeah, Jim Carrey $30 million to be in. He spent half the budget on Jim Carrey. I'm thinking, <laughs> I get it that you got to ride the wave and the, and the, the, the flow mm-hmm. of, of what's happening in cinema. But my God, half your budget on an actor? Okay, but I loved that Super Bowl commercial. It was a boring year for Super yeah. Bowl commercials. That one is like the one that stuck with me. More yeah. than the movie, yeah. like almost like the commercial more than the movie. Oh, so good to see that again. It, that's movies underappreciated, in my opinion. But anyway, I've never even seen Cable Guy. Chris, you would probably kind of like it. I think. I think you'd appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's good to no, go. You'll back be, you'll be surprised at the movies I haven't seen. <laughs> I'll, I'll lose my YouTube movie reviewer card if I told everyone all the movies I haven't, I haven't seen. That, that probably Harry Potter. Be. He's probably never seen any of them. Uh, well, I, seen all the Harry Potter like I said, we, we mostly do horror, but like some people like throw out things at me and there's so much bad horror, you know, like it, it's like they want to kick me like real down. But I'm like, guys, I don't have time to watch all the crap. <laughs> I just want to watch good movies. Like, I'm sorry that you love blah, 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 but I've never seen it. I'm sorry. Like, you know, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um. Oh, one aspect we didn't talk about yet when it was with the shadows. One of my favorite scenes is uh he you know the the asian guy and, I, and i'm specifically calling out that he's asian because i think matt reeves was being deliberate with, with casting his person as that right he gets off the train and and the oh. and the skull people are following him and stuff i think he was deliberately doing that to call out I me mean, recently especially since uh COVID, um there's been a, a larger rise in in asian american hate crimes uh, against asian americans um, for some dumb reason. And I think he was calling attention to that. Um, but so Batman, you know, he, he, oh gosh, he just comes out the shadows and you, you don't, he's not wearing spurs, but it sounds like it, it must be his belt or something. Something is just, he just comes out. He's stomping. And, yeah. And then sometimes like, what are you supposed to be? And then just, <laughs> I'm prepared to say that the sound, like the sound effects and the sound design of this movie, might have been my favorite part. So, right, so crunchy, so like the this. Yeah. It sounded like he's wearing spurs and he's not, but you just you can feel that rubber moving when his when his foot hits the ground, and it was the like best audio experience I've had in a in a theater. <laughs> On, like just just sound effect and sound design soundtrack aside and I, I think a lot of that comes from the 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 roots of horror like the the, the building of tension the suspense mm-hmm. the waiting yeah. to show the shark thing that you know uh yeah and i think like you're saying chris if you want to get deeper with that because like you said if they actually chose a, a, an asian uh character in the in the movie a person whatever you could also think of it as the like the mob mentality, right? Like the the you know the the guy who really doesn't want to be there, but he he's forced in there, and the, the gang, and um, you know I, I like it. I like movies like this. Like we talk about, we chew on it a little bit more. You can go a little bit further with it. What does the movie have to say? And it's talking about vengeance, and at the end of the day, hope. And I I like that you brought that up because yeah, it's it goes into the the play of the movie. Yeah, this that that scene's fantastic. Yeah, and he just and. and 
Well, one thing I've realized that that even though like the Nolan trilogy is somewhat ground, it's, it's very grounded, and this movie is very grounded. Both of them still do some things with making it kind of fantastical, right? Kind of like he has an electric glove in right. in there. Like he has love gadgets, it. and he shocks love the guy. And I love the way he didn't use it in this scene, though. But uh, I love the way the grappling hook comes like from his arm straight to his palm. Go up with it. That's a new development that really has never been done with Batman. Most times, it's a grappling gun on his belt, and he pulls it out and goes. But I love that aspect of it. Batman's Swiss Army um, so, knife, yep. Yeah, so he definitely has some, some gadgets up, up his sleeve. And yeah, just beating up all those criminals. And then at the beginning there, he talks to the, he tries to, he looks towards the guy, and the guy's like, please don't hurt me. Or I think I said, please don't kill me. At that point, you can start to see what the thread of the film is. And it's about like, you know, what is, is he doing more harm than good? Um, right. And then, and then you get more. One part of his dialogue that I really loved is that he's like, "I'm not sure Gotham City can be saved, but I have to try." Like that is such a Bruce Wayne thing. Like I was talking on the other podcast that Batman has the most daunting task of any superhero. He has to save the unsavable city. Like Gotham is just so corrupt, and it's and it's such a impossible thing to do. But he has to try. Yeah, I, uh, I, he also says that he, he doesn't know if he's making a difference, but it doesn't matter yeah. because he's, yeah, he's on this path. And, and I, and I like what we're talking about here, I, I like the fact that and this could be a negative to some people, but to me it's a positive. I like that the, the second year Batman has basically all but killed the the Bruce Wayne. Like he is, like a lot they say, mm. like most of the time, like, no, this is your mask. You know, like Rachel says yeah. at the end of Begins, like, yes. no, he is Batman. Bruce Wayne, he could care less. Like, and I like that this movie mm. doubles down on that. I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't rank Pattinson on Bruce Wayne because he yeah. wasn't in it much. I don't care. It's so good. I've seen, I've, I have seen that critique from a lot of people that like, well, I don't know what this Bruce Wayne is. I don't care and, as much about the Bruce sure. Wayne part. Like, right. The thing, yeah, the thing is, though, is that. It's yeah, the thing the is, Bruce is that Wayne, it's the Batman. Exactly. That that is a, a facet. Of, that's a mask that he puts on, and right. And Christian Bale was like perfect Bruce Wayne. Like I was watching some stuff. He is just—he's so—he's a oh, Christian Bale, such a great actor. Like he slips, and you could tell, you could tell he's per, he's purposely saying things as Bruce Wayne to throw off stuff. And then, but you can tell that there's something behind it though. He's he still has the Batman brain and uh, gears ticking, like. Uh, like when he's talking, to, he's at the dinner with with Harvey Dent and Rachel Dawes and the Russian ballet, and he comes and like, oh Harvey, like Rachel's told me everything. Uh, oh no, he's like, um, you know, he's like, oh let's put some table together. And he's like, you sure they'll let us? Like, yeah, I own the place. And like, yeah. he's such, he's he's he is the egotistical, uh, you know, billionaire playboy. Like no one believes he is. And then when he's talking to Harvey and he's he's just like, who elected this guy? Yeah. Like <laughs> he's, he's talking about Batman so good. That scene is amazing. When when you just see it lingers on Bruce just a little bit and he's just taking in how much he appreciates Harvey's backing him. And yes. like we did, who yes. let scum take over our city, you know, and then the, the Caesars thing. You either yeah. die a, exactly. a hero or live long enough. It's so good. And then later on when he's giving that speech when he's like I believe in Harvey Dent. Nice slogan, Harvey. 
but I started paying attention to him and then everything he's been doing that. Yeah. And then that transition, then he goes on to the rooftop and he's talking about, uh, yeah. you know, now the day is coming that you're right, man. The, 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 the ability for Christian Bale to be a billionaire playboy, but then there's a heartfelt moment and then he's mm. Batman. It's just so good, man. Yes. Yeah. So but I, I do get that. Some people could miss that, but for this movie, it works for everything. This movie's going for. Yes. It's funny, Robert Pattinson, I've, I've grown to love Robert Pattinson. <laughs> like, I've, I've watched so many interviews of him recently, and he was, and I, this is why I think he totally gets the character. He was like, someone asked him about his Bruce Wayne, he was like, well, if I played a Bruce Wayne that had, like, three different personalities, you know, he, he's thinking about, like, the Bruce Wayne that, the playboy Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne that's just in front of Alfred, and then Batman, he's like, that would almost be more psychotic, right? For a person to just seamlessly go in between these different personalities and still be someone's, like, he, he'll be even more psychotic. So I decided to play it like I'm just always this person because he's given up on everything else. Like, he doesn't think of life as Bruce Wayne. And I I love emo Bruce Wayne. I, I loved it. I don't care if he's mad at Alfred sometimes. Like, I don't care if he's like, Alfred, you're not my dad, you know? I love emo Bruce situation. Wayne. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that when he's talking to Falcon and the, the hair is in his face a bit much, I knew people were going to get on that. Didn't bug me, but I knew people were going to be like, "Am I got to get his hair out of his face. Now, question for you guys, because we're on Robert Patterson, and you, and you just said that he, he's fantastic and you love him. I want to know how you guys feel. And, and I, like I said, there's a, there's an escape goat that we'll talk about later on when we get to it. But how do we feel about when he made his – I had all the faith in the world. I was telling everybody, shut up. Everybody said something about Michael Keaton. He made them eat their words for 89. You know, for 89, he was the best Batman we'd ever seen. He set the bar for the next level of superhero movies. When Christian Bale was, you know, I mean, for the most part, he was an unknown, right? Heath Ledger, yada, yada. So I was like, guys, just let, let's see the movie and we'll make a decision afterwards. But when in the middle of the pandemic or whatever it was, when he said, oh, I'm not working out. I don't want to continue this <laughs> stereotype body, blah, blah, blah. I was like, really, dude? You are a superhero that is in peak physical condition to do this. You need to be able to pull the part off because you have no superhuman abilities for the most part. But like I said, there's a little caveat to that. But I, th my one defense of this, other than the other part we'll get to, is he is Batman so much that I think, unlike Batman versus Superman, where he's lifting and he's bulking his body up, He's Batman so much. I think he's kind of work strong. You know, you do the job so much, you're work strong. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily show. That's my kind of defense in it. What are your guys' thoughts on his physique to his Batman? I think the suit and the sound design do a lot to save that. Personally, I don't think he really reinvented the wheel. I'm just curious what you guys think about uh, his physical. Uh, I mean, form. he he seemed to be in. I think he was over exaggerating or or underselling himself because he's to me he clearly gotten bulkier shape but it was like a fit shape to me also i i personally don't need okay ben affleck looks great like he in that scene where he's working out I'm like holy crap that's batman training it was it was great batman training montage um but i don't need a very bulky batman that of, of that like to me he has to he has to make the most of being quick and strong and to me that right. bulky aspect of him doesn't uh really lend itself to that and so I was completely fine with that. And also I think when 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 Patson walks as Batman, he walks he he takes up space. Right? Like he's around a crime scene, he takes up space. People have to move out of his way, things like that. To me, he carried himself as big. 
Um, I don't know if you guys have ever dressed up as Batman before, but you know, you, I've done this several times. No, just as and Sean, Batman. you see me. <laughs> just, <laughs> and so, and so like, so we we had we I would for uh, Halloween. I at our job, me and Sean. Well, I know Sean is is from working at Payless Shoe Source uh, for for years until it closed down. And I'm still open, <laughs> but was so anyway, Halloween. No, no. Uh, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween treat day. I would dress up as Batman in that full Batman suit, and when you put the suit on, you walk a different. You just naturally walk a different way. You walk with more, like you're taking up more space. And I feel like that's what that's what he did. Like the cape and stuff, it just all makes you bigger. And I feel like Robert Pattinson carried himself that way, like more than I think any other actor sort of has like i felt when he walked around the room i felt his weight being shifted around so i didn't need him to gain a bunch of weight uh, to do that and also because he's not going to be he's in a suit most of the time anyway like why why hurt yourself to to do go through all of that right you don't have time to heal from exercising you are exercising yeah. all day long <laughs> yeah christian bell christian bell crazy like oh my he's well, committed he, he gained, like yeah, he can. He went from the uh, mechanist. Uh, mechanist. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, if he gained yeah, like forty pounds in like three months. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. But. Well, they, they, uh, yeah, he was the, he was, he was in the mach, uh, machinist, and machinist they were like, thing. you gained some, you gained some weight. He was like, all right, and he gained like I think he said two. He got to like two twenty, and they were like, holy crap, you weren't supposed to gain this much weight. Like you're not Batman, you're Fat Man, and, <laughs> and then he trimmed down. And then the Dark Knight, he learned his lesson even more. He was a little trimmer in the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. But in between those movies, his weight just fluctuated because he did the Machinist and did Batman Begins, then did something else that took his weight down, then did the Dark Knight, then he did um, uh, uh, a movie about boxing. Uh, no, he was oh, the, opposite of Mark Wahlberg. Oh, oh I can't the, the movie. fighter! I love the movies. Oh. The fighter. Yeah, the fighter. He, it was the fighter. And he got down really slim. And then for Dark Knight really? Rises, he got right back up. Um, yeah, so to me, as actors, like you don't have to hurt yourself to <laughs> go through all that to try and bulk up. So I, I, I was completely cool with Pattinson not bulking up to the, those extremes. A lot of the right. best athletes in the world will tell you that there's a very fine line between too big where you hit uh, you hit some seriously diminishing returns in your other categories. Has zero issues with uh, Robert Pattinson's shape or what he looked like, or as Chris said, very impressed even by sort of how he, uh, how his presence felt in the bat suit. Yeah, yeah, I think a yeah, gymnast we, we body is probably that. the best way to go. I do too. Yeah, I, yeah, gymnast body. Um, and I, I love that when he took his shirt off, just like in in Batman and uh, The Dark Knight. You know, you see all the scars that he has. It's almost like it's almost, a very Batman approach. It's like every like every muscle counts or every every it's not just the lifting and the strength yeah. building. You know, he seems like right. maybe he's doing some regenerative yoga or Pilates, like he's probably hitting things exactly mm-hmm. and precisely right, just like he would in any other regard. Yeah. Um all right. So that's up in the movie. So we, we so that's kind of the beginning. And then he, he investigates like the crime scene. Um, oh, and then you get to the point where he's he's doing the eyeball thing. He, he sees the scene, talks to Gordon, sees the kid again. The kid, of course, reminds him that he lost his own parents. They didn't do the origin in this movie. Okay, so I I don't I 
I have unpopular opinion here, but I love seeing the Wayans get killed. <laughs> like because What's wrong I, with you? I love Batman. I, I love him so much. And that moment is the most pinnacle moment of his character. And to, so for me, I like seeing the most important moment in his life redone a bunch of times. Like I don't I don't care. And also it it reminds the it reminds the audience of why he does it, of the reason why he does it. And I feel like some movies um, miss that aspect of certain characters. Like the last two uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man films, you don't see Uncle Ben die. Um, and I think that's missing from it. Sure, you saw Uncle Ben die the other times, but you have to re- you have to remind yourself that these are new characters. These are new iterations of these characters, and they need those things that inform those characters. But I feel like with the most recent Spider-Man, they finally got that back with this other certain character, something happening to them. Um, and you finally get the sense of like, this character has so much stuff weighing him down. But no matter what the tragedy is, Spider-Man always finds a way to still be positive, to still see the good in people. And I feel like that was missing from the previous films, which I don't really love the, pre- the two other Spider-Man films. I do love No Way Home. Um, I don't love the other ones. And so I don't mind seeing the Waynes killed and they didn't have that here. I think they did a good job of kind of replacing that with the young boy, Bruce Wayne, seeing himself in him. Uh, what, what, what you guys thoughts on not having the Wayne murders in this one? Uh, best Spider-Man what? Sorry. Uh, what, what is, what is that one? Spider-Man. One thing I love that movie, the amazing Spider-Man. No, I'm just saying that. I was just saying that's my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, is Andrew Garfield. Oh, I love the amazing. I love Andrew Garfield's my favorite Spider-Man, and I've been on yeah. this hill for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but, thank God, thank God, somebody else is thing. there with me. <laughs> uh, I, okay, his Peter Parker is a little too cool for school, but you know I'm, I'm fine with it. Right. But his Spider-Man right, but to me is is great. Also, I think so. I think the most recent film really highlighted how much better of an actor Andrew Garfield is than the other two. <laughs> World class! Like, oh my God, man! Yeah. I, I want to cry on screen like four times. Or, well, I was gonna, you know, watching it, but. <laughs> but uh, one thing, I, okay, this is very unpopular opinion, but this is, I know The Amazing Spider-Man 2 isn't a great film. I have issues with that film, but it might be a top three of my favorite Spider-Man films because there's something about it that's like, I think the suit's amazing. Um, also, I love seeing the stuff with Gwen and. And and Peter, I think it's so good. Like he he's like Gwen, 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 Gwen. No, 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 no. Like and he's such a good actor. And then he goes through the sulking time of just like I, I can't do it. And then finally he's able to come back, and the crowd and the people of of of, of New York is all has his back and stuff. Like sure, I didn't like stuff with Electro. Although there's a great scene of him saving everybody on on that uh, staircase, and him having to yes. quickly think. And save them. They can't touch the rails. He's like, <laughs> he has to think really quick how to save them all from getting electrocuted. And he does it. Really show how smart he is. Um, but that movie also showed his relationship with the city of New York. But I, I love that movie also. Even though I fully accept it. That's not a good movie. But I, no, I it's, love it. It's not a good movie. But I'll tell you, man, the, the chemistry, the acting, and the the loss. the the It yes. feels like the once-in-a-lifetime, the connection the the soulmate like it just that movie it the the emotions and the love story land so hard for me that yeah i i just love that movie and then and then uh yeah it just kind of dang i love that that the chemistry between i, I hope 
I hope Andrew Garfield comes back. I think they're going to make him come back. The mo- they've op- they cracked open the multiverse. I think I can see him coming back and then also introducing Miles, maybe. But anyway, we're diverging here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nerding out sorry, hard. We, we diverge a lot. I think you're allowed this. to This whole episode here. is a divergence from our <laughs> regular podcast. Yeah, that's why. Uh, more that's, yeah, that's why we podcast. call ourselves rants and reviews. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think yeah, yeah. once you're once you're two hours into a video, I think you're allowed to have some divergence and have people expect that. Yeah. Um. Real quick, because Chris, you touched on it real fast, but we're talking. We're focusing in on the. We're trying to move the story along. You know, to get to the spoilers, but Patterson, I want to ask another question. We talked about his physicality. Now let's talk about the damage that he took. Now, we were talking about Christian Bale. You were talking about how you could see the scars, and every time, like, when he hit the wall, like, well, did you get mauled by a target? A dog. It was a big dog. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a, like, there's consequences for his actions. Like, in the next movie, he's like, well, I've seen worse cartilage. No, no, you have no cartilage. Like, I cannot recommend you go hell skiing. <laughs> in this movie, it's just like, you know, when, when he hits the bridge, you know, when he does the flying squirrel, you know, he hits the bridge in the car in the light, then he gets shot all a bunch of times with explosions. I'm like, are there any now there's a caveat there's an escape code that i want to get to when we get there but i was just like he felt like and in the trailer this was my biggest concern with the movie and my biggest irritation still is that scene when he walks in and the muzzle flashes all light up and people are a foot from him and they're point blank shooting him it feels like it feels like uh christopher reeves 77 superman when he's walking Mm -hmm. down the hallway with the flames and the the machine guns i'm like what's happening I don't know. What do you guys? What are you guys' thoughts on that? So I was always, I think, I think the the squirrel shoot crash thing, that was really rough. <laughs> that was probably the roughest thing. It was like that might be death. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't crazy the, about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am always fully on board for Batman having a fully bulletproof thing, and so I'm fine with. It. Sure, you might ask, like, well, why don't they just aim? one foot up right. <laughs> over his face. Um, but I'm fully fine with it being completely bulletproof. They also made it look like it was bulletproof. Um, also, you see by the end of the film, you see him battered. Like It's like playing the Arkham games. At the end of it, like things are just torn up. Like, right. Uh, I wanted to see them have... More. Oh, I interrupted you. My fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was done. Go ahead. I wanted to see all the bullets have like maybe a little more impact on like just like his momentum, like just the sheer force hitting. That would be my Thank only you. minor complaint. Uh, flying squirrel thing aside, uh, but at the same Inertia. time, you feel like maybe he's you know he you can just chalk it up to like well he's just kind of practiced at that or he's expecting you know he's a smart guy he knows he's like bracing himself as he walks that's why he's not sprinting or whatever but i would have liked to seen a little more just sort of recoil impact on his movement because i was irritated with um with that the, the he didn't he gets shot and he like flinches a few times the muzzle flash scene really bugged me the scene that i was really irritated though is where him and catwoman the the well, i'm fast forwarding but penguin shoots and it, and it, it puts his, he puts his arm up and he falls down and then he he teleports to his uh to his mm-hmm. car but I was like, why did he just fall down from a gunshot from a little nine millimeter, uh, you know, Uzi from a from a distance? But on rewatch, he gets shot in the head. So it's real fast because it's like, but he actually gets shot in the head, and that's why he falls down. Okay. So no, I, I didn't well, pick makes, up on that at all. Thank you. That probably makes sense then. Yeah. Getting shot in the head, probably right. get concussed a little bit. Well, and even, um, I, mean, I do think there's some inconsistencies. 
Yeah, I do think there is some uh, some durability inconsistency because he gets shot with a shotgun, and uh, wait, does he? And he's he's knocked out. Yeah, he's knocked out because he can't get up and save Selena. Um, right. Both barrels, but still. Yeah, and like machine gun, like pretty much two feet away. To me, is I, I don't I don't know how shotguns feel. I never one shotgun shot. feel compared to uh, <laughs> to like. Dozens of bullets riddling off of you. I guess they're like should be relatively close. I mean, should, oh, some riddle him advantage. with this. Ooh, riddle helicopters. <laughs> in, in a movie where everything is so grounded and it's working so well, there's just a few scenes where I'm like, I mean, he's basically Superman, but then all of a sudden you ground him back down, and and it, it just felt like a, a little bit more consistency and like something where like um to me the power levels really matter to me i don't know why whatever but it's like in the first avengers you got your i'm sorry captain america the first avenger he's here you know he's like a wrestler basically and then he's pretty good in avengers you know he's he's upped his game a little bit but then you go to to uh uh, uh the the Avengers soldier Avengers soldier and he's just dominating uh, and then you go into the rest of him, and he's just dominating. He's learned all these flips and tricks and twists. I don't know where he learned all the gymnastics stuff from, but it just feels like power levels to me are very important, and that's just something that bugged me a little bit. But funny story also, yeah. real quick, my dad actually uh, got shot by his brother with a with a 12-gauge and, and survived the headshot. But it was also from a distance, and it was uh, oh, okay. from fa- falling powder. Yeah, my, my uncle across the way, they were hunting, and he, he went to use the restroom, and then pheasants – Blew over and forgot. He forgot where my dad was, and he pulled the trigger, and my, he actually shot my dad in the head. My goodness! Uh, I, have a, I have a weird story also about my dad and, and brother. Uh, well, I me mean, not really. Dad and brother. Dad somewhat. Uh, my no, my not my. I don't have any brother. My dad and his brother. Anyway, not really important. My dad Sorry, yeah. watch this, but my dad uh, might have killed his brother. Anyway, not important. <laughs> God dang. It's it's he went to court for it and everything. He was they they dismissed the charges because they found he had an aneurysm in his head. And uh, anyway, not important. But just a weird thing. I don't have any family anyway. murder stories to share. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. On, my, well, my dad was oldest of eleven, so they tried to kill each other all day long because they That's were in a three fair. bedroom house. Like. Yeah, my one day my uh, his uh, sister got upset at one of his brothers. Can't remember which one, but she grabbed a, a a meat cleaver, threw it across the room, hit my dad in the sternum. My dad, when he was in my Vietnam, dad was a trooper. Oh yeah, yeah. My dad was in Vietnam right before he left too. He accidentally he was, that was on, easy. Hunt- yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he was right before he went to Vietnam. He accidentally shot himself in the leg. His gun discharged while they were walking. And uh, when he got to Vietnam, they're like, God, how many Purple Hearts do you have? And he said that, no, 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 this is all from me and my siblings. He, they were just like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, Vietnam's a safe place. Like, yeah. Anyway, sorry to derail. Brother, sister, self, you know, the years. Right. They were vicious, man. It's yeah, a wonder any of them live. Oh, at the back, man. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so we get, we get to the point, we get to the point uh, where... Okay, I love where he meet where he met Selena. Right, he goes into <clears throat> Penguin's place. He sees, um, he oh he meets the twins, which I I love yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's just like, do you know who I am? And they're like, huh, look at this guy, and he just punches them. And like, <laughs> he has no regard for any anybody, and then he takes out like all these people. He eventually meets Penguin, and uh, Selena's there, and there's this like one thing I loved. Colin Farrell, like, 
Like I still right. see interviews with Colin Farrell talking about the movie. I'm like, Colin Farrell, what are you doing? You weren't even in the movie. Like, because <laughs> he just, I honestly do not see Colin. Farrell. Like, shout out to the prosthetic people and also his acting ability because I don't see Colin Farrell at all. He's got a couple eyebrows raised moments, but other than that, he's he's just immersed into that character. And it's funny because it's like everybody does dream casting. Name, find me somebody out there that dream casted well, Colin Farrell's a penguin. Yeah. It doesn't even I, make I sense casted, when you say it out loud. It doesn't even sound yeah. right. Yeah, right. I cast, right. Uh, Jesse, I had a, I did a fan cast video for for this movie um, when it was first announced. I had Jesse Plemons. You know who Jesse Plemons is? Sound familiar. Um, he's from uh, Breaking Bad. He was uh, he was uh, the so he's in Breaking Bad. He was also in Wait, Friday no, Night Lights. Uh, let's see what else was he in. I'm trying to think, uh, name something that's not a drama. <laughs> I can't think of movies that he was in. Anyway, who was he in Breaking Bad? He, played I'll, I'll... he was. He was in. He was in the final season. He was the guy. He was like the kid, sort of young guy oh, who they yeah, teamed he, up with. Yeah, he was in uh, uh, um, the Irishman. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, yes, what's, yes. What's his name? Son. Uh, uh, Al Pacino's son. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought he would make a great penguin. Yeah, um, and then for Riddler, I, I casted Jude Law in, in my thing because ah. he he has that type of deal. Uh, for Batman, it was Luke Evans. You know who Luke Evans is? He's uh, played Dracula, then movie Dracula, and then uh, and then um, Beauty and the Beast. I mean, he has a really good Bruce Wayne Batman look for it. Anyway, but I'm I like completely great with his casting. Uh, I forgot who I casted this. I mean, I can't honestly, yeah, none of the cast would be people, and this isn't my strong suit, but I wouldn't have chose, you know, most of these people prior. I would not have chosen Robert Pattinson yeah. or, 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 Farrell, uh, or, yeah. Yeah. Or Zoe Kravitz. I put him as so, a Nightwing. Why would that? Oh, I put him Zoe, as a Nightwing yeah. for, for Batman v Superman, like in that timeline kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, so he meets Selena, and I love. He he noticed like his detective work is good. He's able to pick up on clues. He uses boots in the pictures. He sees that she's wearing the boots, so he's like, "All right, penguin's not. I don't have a real lead off the penguin. Let me go ahead and and track this girl where she's going." And they have such a a good. Eventually, get to a point where they're talking to each other. They have such a good back and forth. Absolutely loved it. Like there's a scene where she's like, um, you know, the whole scene of like Batman's like, "You got a lot of you got a lot of cats." She's like, think about strays. Just the way she says that and looks at him, like that is so freaking Selena Kyle. Like it's uh, so Catwoman. The the fight scene between them two is really good too. It it, yes. it kind of feels like my nephews, you know, when we're like playful fighting, and then all of a sudden just, they take it to the next level, and I gotta like put them down. Yeah, like I, yeah. I that was good. And uh, her cl- her yeah. nails, man. Like talk about a natural yes. way to bring life to that character, and then the chain layer that she uses the 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 ski mask dude everything works so well for her i'm so glad that that she did not get the role in dark knight rises i really like anne hathaway i don't understand why everybody craps on her she I love, would not have I been right for rises. i don't think she would have been right for rises either um i love anne hathaway she gives to me the best Catwoman statement i've ever seen in anything like at the end of it she's talking to batman she's like come with me like you don't owe these people anymore you've given them everything and Batman, of course, like, not everything. Not oh, and I just love it because that's so Selena of being like, 
look after yourself. Like, what are you doing? You, you, you idiot. Like you're going to die. Like, just think of yourself. Her her speeches are so good. The batten down the hatches speech is so good. Mm, Oh yeah. Yes. God dang. That that was was like the first trailer for, I think. Yeah. 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 That was good. I think so. Uh, but yeah, I think it's also this, well, it also sorry, it is also illustrates that Batman doesn't care about her at all because like she's like, hey, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta blend into the situation. I can't make eye contact too long. Like I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, no, go make contact, go talk <laughs> to him. He doesn't care if she dies for the most part. So she's like feeling a little romantic like, connection. He doesn't feel anything. <laughs> I think, I think he, I think he cares, but he's also like, I need you to do this thing like if something happens i'll come in there but he is putting her in danger he knows he's putting her in danger but they had that back and forth between the two of just like she's like no i can't go back because if i go back he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna notice me yeah. but she says it in, in such a, a way he's like no i need you to go back i need i need ids like you have to stare at them for a while and also the whole detective aspect of it he needs to get these ids people uh yeah, yeah that was so cool the casting is amazing all across the board. For the most part, there's a couple nitpicks I'll get there when we get there, but uh, she nails everything. I couldn't imagine a better actor in that role. The only, and this is minor nitpick, but I feel like you, you you'll probably forgive me, is that um, like the 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 cat ski mask, like stand on her nose, or just the idea of a ski mask. Like she would have found something better for, for the top for the uh, like, That was the only minor complaint I had. She'd have found a better mass but it works because the rest of it's like a it's a motorcycle suit just like batman has the ability to wear a motorcycle suit and then put on his armor and blend into the crowds but so like easily. it's constantly He's got the raining on. there have you ever worn a ski mask in the rain right right when you see when he no rips the mask off it. right when he rips the mask off penguin later when it's raining it it's heavy and you see the rain just like mm-hmm. fly off man yeah, yeah i feel like right. she yeah. would be too smart for that she would find something more more mm-hmm. repellent i think that would hold less that was a really minor nitpick. I, I was just like, no, that ain't right. I do think they could have been a little better on on the mask aspect of it. Um, I, although, again, I found myself, it's not as comic accurate. Like, it's funny because uh, Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. Like, she has the goggles and stuff. And then when she flips it over, she has cat ears, which is yeah. Chris Nolan's a freaking genius. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, and she's just like, she just has this mask. And I, I maybe could have done a little bit more there, but I didn't find myself missing goggles and a whole head Catwoman type of yeah, me neither. Uh, look, the motif. Sorry, um, guys, one sec. Yeah, yeah. no, I can't stress enough. Cool. Very minor nitpick, and I didn't have a better solution. Mine, I didn't miss the the kind of hashtag extra get up either. I was totally fine with the yeah. everything else about the. I mean, she was still very. She was still. I mean, she was. I love this. This is the best, I think, Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle relationship I've seen. Because you can tell that um, that he starts to feel something for her at the end. But even he's like, I, I, this, this is probably not going to go anywhere. So I'm not even going to try it. And she's like, hey, you should come with me. He's like, mm. and then she's like, and then she's like, no, your heart's already taken. Like Gotham has your heart <laughs> and stuff. Ah, so, so good. Um, oh, and then also... And I don't care if we skip around here. We don't have to go in chronological order. Um, but the scene where there's so many good Batman Catwoman scenes, like when they're both, so they're both fighting and stuff. And then a cop comes in, he grabs her. And there's this, and you can tell that just this great chemistry between the two. Like she calms down for a while and like he's calming down. They're just kind of embracing each other. And then they're like, <clears throat> and then it's just like, 
And then there's a scene where uh, she's about to kill um, Big Falcone, and he takes her and grabs her. And that's that type of embrace of, like, you're better than this. Like, I know you can be better than this. And, and she accepts it. It's, it's such a great uh, relationship between the two. I think they really work off each other really, really well. Yeah, the chemistry between them two and then uh, uh, him and Gordon, Batman and Gordon, is just fantastic as well, yeah. There was, like, so much rumors about Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. Like, there was one about Matt Reese was mad at Robert Pattinson because they, they had sets in the Batmobile and that she was pregnant. <laughs> it was some oh, weird God. outlandish rumors going on. Oh, God. Yeah, just people I, with I, too I much spare time on their hands. Yeah. Well, they did. Okay. I mean, this was a long production, I think. So who knows? But well, yeah. I mean, by by that point, she would have had the baby by now because they filmed in like twenty nineteen or wait, no, twenty twenty. Well, yeah, but I think yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson was pregnant during uh, the Avengers uh, Ultron, I think. Right? I mean, yeah. they can do. I'm just, I'm just saying she she would have had the baby by now. This is what I what I would have said if she did get pregnant. Anyway, she's not pregnant. Um. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Sean, any thoughts on Catwoman? Any other thoughts? No, overall, I I love the approach to the character, the outfit. Big fan. Yeah. Maybe a hair uh, more than Anne Hathaway, but I too am a pro Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I so after my first viewing, I was like, nah, Anne Hathaway is still my favorite one. Now that people love Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I, I get it. Mm. She's iconic. She really is. I mean, it's just I not. It's just not. The movie is me. such a turnoff there for me. Yeah. Personally, I. Yeah. But no, I think I actually, uh, so, and, I think I actually like this variant, uh, this take on Catwoman, a, a smidge better than, than in Dark Knight I, I think I'm there too. After, after my first viewing, Anne Hathaway was like, no, nah, she's still my favorite. But after my second viewing, I was like, no, nah, so Kravitz is my favorite Catwoman now. Yeah. If you can break into a safe that easily, why are you still in Gotham living in a? living in you know kind of a rundown spot like it, it you know at least like i feel like in the animated series most times she's in a pretty cool flat or she gets in and out of situations a little easier i mean i'm just saying that it, it's it's weird i think she's working her way up that was that was her whole thing she she was infiltrating uh that club so she could steal from them but she ended up and she was kind of using i think her name was annika her, her name the russian girl her um, girlfriend yeah she yeah she was kind of using her I mean, she still cared about it. She was kind of using her, though, also against the club. So she ended up stealing, you know, that half bag of money. And she right. was, I think that was kind of her first big, her first big feat, her first big steal. Like, and this is the money that she needed to get out of Gotham. This was the culmination you know, the of all of her previous even. exploits and, and failures and successes yeah. right here. This was it. Uh, I don't, I don't okay, know if so, I felt that way as I was watching, but as we're talking now, that feels okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then there's a point, uh, let's talk about his, um, interaction with, with the penguin. I found this movie to be hilarious, mostly because of Colin Farrell. Like, there's that scene where they, where him and Gordon, no, let's, let's start over. Uh, cause, all right, so, you know, we talked about how he got shot and he got in a Batmobile. Yeah, you know, let's first talk about the Batmobile <laughs> in, in that chase scene. All right, tell me. What what do you guys think about that chase scene? Go ahead, Sean. Oh, I, I loved it. It's one of my favorite that. chase scenes in recent memory. I think a tremendous oh, okay. car chasing, very high octane. Um, there was 
there's a few points where I felt like Batman would have and could have done better. Uh, but overall, as, as a scene start to finish, I was I was gripped. Absolutely. Uh, one of my highlights of the whole film, I think. That's, that's saying a lot because, I mean, for the most part, once you've seen a chase scene, you've seen them all. I mean, especially like like the Bourne trilogy. My God, there's always like a 20 minute chase scene. And it's always <laughs> the same thing. Well, and here, even at the end of the chase scene and like, you know, it's going to happen, but they did a really nice job with the suspense of like making you wait longer than you thought you had to at the end of the scene. Uh, and I just I love it. I ate it up. My, uh, there's a guy on YouTube. I can't remember. I think he does the, the pitch meetings or whatever. I feel bad. I don't know him, but I, yes. Uh, oh, no, I know. Well, it's also screen rant. Um, screen rant has yeah. all the pitch meetings. I think his name is Ryan something. Uh, Cause uh, he has his own separate uh, YouTube channel. But, yeah. He's so good. But I, he has that thing where it was like, uh, what does he say? Where it's like barely an inconvenience. Like, uh, yeah, super easy. Barely inconvenience. Yeah. yeah like, right. It's so funny because like you're saying, I'd love to chase scene and I want to go back to the Batmobile, but when the, the, uh, semi trailer turns just a little <laughs> bit, reminded me of rises where he shoots the cannons and then jumps on to yeah, the on ramp. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was like boom, like it just hit perfectly and then he hit the nos or whatever when the the engine lit up and i was like i looked at my wife because i knew like the first time i watched it i thought the same thing and she said the same thing she goes barely an inconvenience and we were laughing in the theater <laughs> but she was like but as soon as that the car goes down which i thought was a little bit too long like there's a few too many seconds that go by with the penguins looking back like I you, and i love that but yeah yeah, when my wife saw the Batmobile, she's like, uh, she she did a. I love my wife so much. She did a Deadpool reference where she was like, Ex Monica, uh, 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 Ex Machina, worth it. Like Deadpool is like <laughs> bad Deadpool, good Deadpool, like that kind of stuff. I just we we're laughing in the theater, and I felt so bad for everybody else looking at us like we're weirdos. But I was like, I'm right there with you. But the chase scene was really good because Penguin's in like in a Maserati, so he's like in a very high end sports car. So, like, the, the idea of connecting with most people that love American muscle, they love the sound of a roar of an engine. Like, I think electric cars are cool, but Batman needs the roar. He has that jet that engine. played it's into so this cool. great sound yeah. design that I was just digging. The whole crunchiness yes. of the whole sound. And it was perfect. Yeah, the fire shooting out of the flames. The blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, my God. So yeah. good. Loved it. So, I have the I have the toy version uh, here. Sick. Uh, and it comes with sounds. Let's see here. No, not that one. I just that's, leaned that's into one, my mic to hear the sound, Sean. <laughs> and then that's not in the thing. They, you know they add to it. I think this is the one that's good. Nope, sorry. <laughs> this one. All right, yeah. Didn't, so didn't hear much. You gotta gotta put it by your mic. That's you okay. Put, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, now yeah, we yeah. gotta go through all four. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can't go through all four. But. The sound design. This is the this is the most beautiful sounding Batmobile. Like the the tumbler, it has that like it does turns and stuff. It's it's really good. But and then the tumbler uh, sounds like a Batmobile. Christopher Nolan movie, big cool vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel like the Batfleet Batmobile is somewhat uh, derivative of that. But this one is just it has a sound just like and he's just there revving his engine. Just like if you're in a good theater, it it's just. You're you're immersed into it, and it was it was um, again it was like it was maybe not everybody's favorite necessarily or best overall, but it was so good for this movie. Right, yes, and it's yeah. right when the movie needed that that extra that oh, that link to mm. Batman that yeah yeah building onto the character and making him bigger than what he is again like 
I thought that was a good time for the movie for the to, to reveal the Batman because I love the Batman or the the motorcycle. Nobody really talks about, and you don't really see the the a good look at it till the end with like the ears on the end yeah. of it. Uh, but yeah, that the Batmobile is phenomenal. The but I think the motorcycle was it was such like his his kind of I don't know how to say this without sounding yeah. like an idiot, but it felt like it was kind of his daily driver. And it just, yeah. it, and it was, it's not that it's yeah. not cool, but it just was. It, they were like, this is not a big deal. It just, it's very convenient. It's very sensible. Um, but it made, it made the car reveal so much better. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that thing is so uh, slick. So, it is. Yeah. For So the chase scene, this might be one of my biggest complaints about the film, is that <laughs> the chase scene, it's, it's a good chase scene. I think it's, it's briefly shot to a certain extent. There's some issues with it if, if you if you get if you come out of the movie because it's not very wide shots it's very claustrophobic and they do those side cameras on there but I was completely fine with that other people have complaints about that and I think it's valid fairly valid complaints um, but this is my problem with the chase scene <laughs> compared to other chase scenes the chase scene feels almost inconsequential because the the purpose of the of that is that he's just trying to get the penguin so he's just trying to get the penguin so he can get more information for something. And so, to me, that a good chase scene has a little bit more stakes. Like the chase scene in the Dark Knight, he's trying to get the Joker because the Joker is just the the thing that's he, he's the the force of anarchy. He has to capture the Joker. And also, that chase scene is really good because it's like a bunch of different chases. Like the Batmobile gets blown up, and then someone comes out of it. One of the best moments of of that. The transitions of um, the guns, I love that so much. Yeah, Pistol, shotgun, <laughs> rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think the chase scene in Batman Begins is, is better. I don't think it's better shot, um, but there's more stakes. Rachel has to, he has to get Rachel to the Batcave to save her. Like, there's a bunch of stakes in that. The chase scene in Dark Knight Rises, um, I think is better because, like, we gotta get rid of the bomb. Like, even though he's in a, it's different, it's not really a Batmobile chase scene. Um, but that, that's, gotta get the bomb. Also, he does a lot of good maneuvering. Like, he, he does a, a, he takes out, like, different cars in that scene. In a way that's so very Batman esque, killing um, people. Yeah, I will say <laughs> he doesn't kill only at the end. There, some of them kill themselves. Like they end up anyway. They kill um, <laughs> But then we get to the Batman v Superman chase scene, and I'm like, this is a great <laughs> chase scene. But yeah, he's just murdering, mowing down people like as if they killed his parents themselves, as if all of them just did, just all shot. Them, uh, shot his parents and he's like I'm gonna kill all of you um, okay so chasing I love the chasing but I think it just could have had maybe higher stakes I hadn't considered uh, stakes before you know I just kind of taken the chasing and so I think that's uh, in a nutshell yeah. I think that's nice insight I'd never really looked uh, at it that so, way but the Batman bill itself where where do you rank this amongst the other Batmobiles how do you, how do you think about it like because uh, you know, it's very much a car. Uh, Sean, have you go first? Uh, uh, same same thing as earlier in terms of not going to besmirch and pretend I can picture all the Batmobiles. Uh, animated Batmobile yeah. is, is my Batmobile. That's what I want to see when I see a Batmobile. And then yeah. the Tumblr still, and I, I can't stress this enough, I like Christopher Nolan movies a lot. I like those movies a lot. The Tumblr is not super high on my Batmobile <laughs> list. I'm going to say this one... Could be number two or number three if I thought really long and hard about it. That 
Batman 89 Batmobile is closer to that animated series Batmobile that I like and that feels nostalgic. So maybe those are my one and two. Maybe this guy comes in three. Yeah. Bruce, what's up, man? You, I want I want to hear yours first. All right. Uh, so I have to say this, the, the 89 Batmobile. 92. It's, it's, yeah, 92. Yes, yeah, this is 92 because they have bat missiles. Yeah. Um, it's it's iconic. This is like the quintessential Batmobile. This should be the basis sort of of Te- all. Teach the new Batmobiles. Babe. Give me the differences between eighty nine and ninety two Batmobiles. Okay, so I mean, really, so my biggest point. difference, uh, my biggest difference is that to me, when you see this, you're like, that's a Batmobile, mm-hmm. right? If I saw this just out of context, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's a muscle car. Like I might that just think it's like a Chris car. had a midlife crisis, and that's what he would buy right there. Exactly. That's exactly what I would buy. Um, the thing is, I think this Batmobile is close. I think it's. I think if it would have just been, I don't know, if you make these tires bigger, raise it up a little bit in the back, put some uh, more stuff back here, make the fins come up a little bit more, it'll be more Batman-y, uh, get these side profiles here to maybe come out more and be more angular at the bottom, it will look just more batman i think they were feeling that inspiration a little more from the from the 92 there yeah Uh, i love the engine in the back absolutely love that that's it's it's beautiful and it's it's great and it's the engine itself of the car is almost a character of itself Um, i get people's complaints of the tumbler i don't the thing is the tumbler even still when i see the tumbler i'm like that's different that's something batman could be riding in um, and I mean, and I, I wish the tumbler was a little bit more not tank like. Yeah, it uh, it's, it's very tank-like. I mean, it makes sense, but it just feels but, like a military vehicle, right? Yeah, it does. Um, although the way they built, although the thing about tumbler though is that it's actually like a real car. Like they built that off of like a Lamborghini based. And they, and they, they built, went, in built it. Yeah, they built it in England. Yep. Sick. Yeah. Um, I my favorite. Looking Batmobile, someone from Batman V. Actually, um, oh, I think nice. that's the most. I think that's so. It's, it's kind of one of my worst chase scenes that I hate. But the Batmobile itself, I think, is the perfect Batmobile to have in a movie. Like I love my favorite Batmobile is '89. I feel like when it comes to movies, or yeah, uh, when it comes to movies, the Batman V. Superman Batmobile is one of the best. It has a very clear Batman aesthetic to it, but it still seems very tactful. To me, it's a good blend between the Tumblr and some of the other Batmobiles. Like it's clearly a Batmobile to me. Yeah. Oof, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I would probably say that it's probably uh, just a quick thing. It's probably, I mean, obviously, uh, God, man, Batman. Once again, Batman and Robin. That's at the very bottom. I hate that he's exposed. <laughs> I mean, oh, in in, it, in person, it, it makes it's a lot better Batmobile. It, oh, have you seen it in person? I, I hear like. Every, I mean, thing every Batmobile, every Batmobile you see in, in person looks great. It, it just feels they're, they're going for the Batman OTs, uh, but it just feels uh, motif. But what the heck is this? Corny. Right. I don't even know. It feels wrong. Right, right. Um, I think they could have. they could have done something with it. I gotta say, I love the '66 Batmobile for what it is and in the time that it came out. But it'd probably be next. Um, and then I would, yeah. oh, dude, that it's thing is great. so money. That thing's so it, money. Yeah. Got the phone it, in there. I just love that car. It's it's 
It's a great car. No. So good. Uh, and then I probably, you know, and this hurts. I probably go Batman Forever, and I I love that car. But when you think about the neons coming off that thing, I don't know. Um, and then I would I so I actually I built a '78 Trans Am basically from the ground up. Uh, me and my buddies over a span of about five years ended up selling it once I got married, had kids, and bought a house. Good times. But um, I would probably put the Batman right there. And I think like you were saying with the uh, uh, cartoon, how how such it's it it feels like the '89 Batman, and that's why you like the '89 Batman. Uh, and like, if you look at the, the toy, you can see that, that flattened back end kind of feels like the, the, the cartoon Batmobile. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I would say that it's probably the tumbler. You got to put a little respect on the tumbler. The tumbler has got like all the missiles and the, like all the screens in there and he goes down in it. And then when oh, it blows yeah. up, it comes out with the bat cycle. And that bat cycle is one of the coolest things on screen I've ever seen. Um, and then I would probably go. I, I don't really want to put in the animated series in there. It'd probably be next. It's hard. It, it's it's so different because it's based off a cartoon. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just a, it's hard to compare those. Yeah. And then I would I'd probably say actually Batman vs. Superman would be my second one. I love the machine guns on the front. Reminds me of 89 Batman. It has the aesthetic of 89 Batman, uh, the mobile on that one. And then it has the aesthetic of the Tumblr. It's like a perfect combination. The Justice League 2, when you see it, the metal... I can't grab the toy, but the metal uh, covers over the wheels, when he's getting ready to ram into the building or the boat or whatever, they actually shift forward and they act as blockers in front of the wheels. I don't know. There's there's a lot going on with that Batmobile for as CGI and as fast as it is. Um, I like that. And then 89 Batman, to me, there's just nothing cooler. And I just meant that the, the toy that Chris has is the 92 one that splits up. Yes, it is. Um, the the, the uh, 89, where is that thing? Oh crap! I don't have it on the well, wall right yeah, now. In my head, I lumped those together, knowing they're different. But yeah, in my head, I like right, right. Yeah. The '89 toy doesn't have a uh, hood, but anyway, sorry. The '89 toy isn't as good of a translation. Yeah, it no. doesn't have a. I think my thing with the Tumblr, uh, the way you're describing the Tumblr, I feel about it. How we were talking about the Riddler earlier is there something about the Tumblr that like lacks the, other than just being different. It's so like, loud. It's some so of the iconic Batman yeah. feel, but. But the same could be said about this, uh, about the Batman, the current Batmobile. Is it? Is it's as Chris mentioned? It doesn't feel as much like a Batmobile as, as much as just a really sick muscle car. It's a good sec. It's a good second year though, uh, Batmobile. I mean, to build up to Early something else. Batman, I mean, this is a good jumping off point. You know, it's like the suit's almost perfect. But it, it, I like that it still feels a little raw. Like, it still feels like it's in development. Same thing with the cow and everything else. I I, I, I really okay. like the feel of it. So, I haven't gotten to that point. I So, I didn't like the cow when I first saw it. Uh, just switching gears here. Because I was just like, eh, it just looks kind of weird. But for some reason, I completely fell in love with it in the film. I think because it's tight. Like, it is... And he has clear movability. Clear mobility. But it's tight to his face almost. The other cows aren't tight, especially Ben Affleck's cow. Like it's, this looks very bulky, and oh, especially uh, Keaton's cow. It, that thing is just like he's almost living in there. There's too much space. <laughs> yeah. Um, is. And so I felt like this cow was. He was able to see. He did so much acting with his eyes, and for some reason, this is the one uh, Batman I feel like did so much emoting just off of like expressions and, and things um which i think the cow was a huge part of that 
I have to. I'm going to wrap up one previous thought I was going to mention is that if I if I put yeah. too much love on the current Batmobile, it is I'm probably putting too much love from the sounds. Still kind of mm, hyping that maybe too hard, but yeah, uh, there's something about the cow that that was kind of off putting with like there was like a jut out for his ears, but it was like a like a like a full streak, like it went around the back of his head or something. It didn't, but it felt there's something just a little off about the shape. Super minor nitpick overall, but every time he turned just enough to the side and I could see his profile, it felt like there's a weird bump there that I wasn't crazy about. That's my only complaint. That is the most minor see, silly thing. I'm going to see that every time now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, there's, and it's I, on both sides. Like yet. it's intentional. It just, it felt wrong to me. Uh, but that's, like I said, that's my only complaint with the whole cowl period. And I would say that's super minor. Yeah. I was surprised how and, much I was okay with how far it goes back and how I don't really like how, how skinny the it gets up top. Yeah. 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 I liked it. Like it's like here nope. almost. Yeah, another question for you guys real fast, because this is the first real Batman that we see that when he takes off the cowl, he still has the black uh, eyeshadow. I love now, that. I love it. Too. I love it. But do you guys think that Batman fans would have gone for it? And do you think there would have been any backlash over putting black over the face, like darkening up the face a little bit? Not all the way black, but like, yeah. like you know, you're going into battle, military style, kind of dirtying up the face. I think that would have helped. I, I think that would have been, I think it was time, but I don't know. Like, don't shoot me in the uh, face. I mean, <laughs> right, just to, uh, right, so you're not revealing this bright, yeah. this bright pale skin. You know what? Yeah. I can bite with that. Um, I hadn't thought about that much other than just taking away this obvious target. Right here would be a nice, maybe new idea. I think if you do that, you might as well just go for a fully masked cow, but uh, the, which has been done in the still has this freedom of movement here and breathability and stuff, but maybe you take uh, away some of the target. No. Put a little mouth know, guard, just, little Steph Curry mouthpiece we, in there. Well, his are clear, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we'd gone this far. I just thought, like, what if we – I'd like to just see some testing of, of him and to see how that would have would have gone. That would have been a neat new idea that would still make a lot of sense sort of tactically, I think. I kind of dig it. But I left that yeah. – that still played into the emo when he pulls off the cow and he's It plays fully play. into the emo. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I he hated it. Cleveland emo. Yeah, just he takes off the mask. If he like pulls it off, but then later he like showers, and you see him putting it on after the shower, even without being Batman. It's like, no, this is just how I wear it all the time. Right. Yeah. No, I like that scene where he's 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 Batman, and then Alfred's talking to him. I think Alfred tells him he needs to take a shower, (laughs) and then he's also like the accountants are coming over, and then he's like, all right, and then he goes and takes. He comes back. It's like, uh, just he threw on something. Uh, speaking of Alfred, uh, what did you guys think about Alfred in, in, in this film? I was a um, little less crazy. Oh. I'm not familiar with this. Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped again. Well, hey, I'll go no, first. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm not familiar with the actor or his other works in particular. I'm sure he could name some things, and I'd be like, oh, yeah. You'll, um, once I say something to Sean, you'll be like, oh, wow, really? Probably. Uh, hey, yeah, well, I'll get my honest review out, please. and then I'll feel stupid afterwards, but I'll learn something, and I won't forget it. Yeah. Now, I wasn't as, uh, as crazy about the choice or the portrayal didn't didn't connect with me as much other than in one very key moment. Um, I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't as engaged with Alfred here. Yeah. I, okay. So he, uh, okay. his name's Andy circus. Okay. He, he plays Gollum in Lord of the Rings. I would have never guessed that. That's incredible. <laughs> I would have had no idea. Um, he, he also played Caesar 
the the chimp in uh, the Planet Ace movie. That's why he has a good connection with Matt Reeves. And he's his he's he needs he should have won Oscar. He should have at least been nominated for an Oscar for those portrayals because no one does mocap like like he does. Like those teaser performances, you made me believe a chimpanzee was real. Like <laughs> if they could talk and have feelings and a family and stuff. Right. He's also in uh, he's also in Age of Ultron. Uh, and he's in yes. uh, Black Panther's Claw. Black Panther. Yep. Oh, no yep. kidding. Yep. Yeah, see my mind. Yeah, live action wise, yeah, live action wise, those are pretty much the only. <laughs> he doesn't okay. do that much else. Uh, although he did uh, just direct um, Venom Two, which um, I I did not like. Did he? He directed that. Yeah, he directed that. that. Oh, sick. Didn't sound yeah. right. Uh, I haven't watched it yet because yeah, I heard poor reviews and yeah. Uh, yeah I'm but... anti Venom standalone movies. I'm not watching either of those things. <laughs> Yeah. Um, None of them are especially good. Really, uh, I, I got. Gotta... Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead, Chris. No, my bad. Go, Chris. My bad. Nope. nope I already said go ahead. Okay, fine. I'll go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I like. I like. I, I like his Alfred. Um, just fine. Michael Caine's Alfred is way more personal, way more de- developmental and heartfelt into Bruce Wayne. Like, oh man, he gives so many great just lines. Um, you know, at the end of Dark Knight Rises, he's like, I, I failed you. Like, you, you, I, like, I failed you. He's talking to the Waynes because he thinks Bruce Wayne is dead at that point. Um, you know, the whole throughout Batman Begins, he's, he's trying to reach Bruce in all these different ways. And that's one, and then there's that one scene where Bruce Wayne, his, his radical is burnt down, his, his manner, he gets down the elevator shaft and he's looking up. He's like, Alfred. Everything my family built, everything's gone. And then Alfred's like, the Wayne legacy is more than bricks and mortar. Why did we fall, sir? So we can learn to pick ourselves back up. And Bruce is like, you never given up on me, have you? And he's like, that's fine. Like, ah, oh, I love it. Like, he's so freak. Michael Caine and Christine Act. I'm a, so I'm good. a little biased, too, because he is one of my favorite actors. I just. Yeah. He's, so, he's, a, he's me, a boss. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, Michael Caine is—he's is, is on another level. Also, he—he he was very instrumental in Bruce Wayne's activities. He helped him out a lot, but he was also just there to be Alfred and and to be that father figure. Um, this Alfred isn't—he is a father figure, but we also don't get as much stuff with him. Um, but that scene in the hospital together to me is is one of the best moments because um, also it it again, Sean, we were talking about this earlier about. Comment, commentary um and how i love when characters are commenting on their on their selves um and that scene to me kind of allowed that batman being bruce wayne being like you know alfred I, I i thought i was over this fear like i thought i mastered that and stuff he's like but i haven't like i still have this fear of, of losing my loved ones and then alfred reaches out his hand and then for a minute there, Bruce Wayne doesn't reach out. And I'm like, you better, you better take his hand. Don't beat that <laughs> emo. Out, you take son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah, take what his hand. Wayne? Like, what a jerk. Yeah. Oh, he was he was definitely uh, very, and I, and I liked it. He was very uh, rude to Alfred earlier. Because it was played to the emo thing. But mm, he had to take the hand. If he take the hand, I would have been like, nah, this movie, not cut. I so and that, you're right. That was a really nice organic way to have that kind of self reflection. It did. It felt very natural to have. I already forget the word you used, but that personal character out loud moment, whatever you called that, I'm, I'm blanking. 
commentary. Yeah, like personal, like self commentary. It felt very organic. Yeah, 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 man. It's tough when you think about all the great Alfreds we've had. Now, when you talk about Michael Caine, like one of the biggest emotional parts for me, and I can understand if it doesn't land for somebody, is actually in the rises where he was like, "I know what this means. It means that I mm-hmm. might lose the person whose you know cries I heard echoed." You know, yes. blah blah blah. He's he's fantastic. Michael Caine by himself is a gangster. I mean, he he's like ninety almost. He so he was in real fast. He was in Jaws four, and somebody asked him like, because it's a bad movie. It's a super bad I movie. I love he was this like, quote so much. Oh god, yeah. They're like, have you seen the movie? He's like, no, but I've seen the house it built. I love that stuff so much. Like, I love. He did it for a house. He needed. He wanted to buy a new house. So. <laughs> My favorite yeah. Michael King quote is, uh, it was like late night, and I forget who it was with, but they're like, you know, and he's like, well, they. Somebody asked me how I pick a script, and he's like, I pick up the script, I look at the first page, I turn the back of the script, I look at the back page, and if my name's on both pages, I do the fucking show. That's <laughs> his exact I love words. It. <laughs> I love it. Uh, to me, to me, Michael Go uh, is is the is the goat, though. I mean, he just he 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 has that the the butler feel down, like he feels old English proper. He doesn't fit all the molds, but that's my favorite. But now this is something I want to get into because nobody's talking about it and it's really subtle. Um, and it's, it's real quick, but because there's not a whole lot of time with Andy circus with this Alfred. So there's a lot jam packed in there if you read into it. So if you watch Gotham, which I love Gotham, I know a lot of people don't, but they have their issues. I, 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 watch, get it. I watch all of Gotham. Don't know why I did, but I did. There's certain aspects that I love. Are the aspects right. like, oh, gosh. I love the Riddler in that one. And I love Alfred now in this Alfred. If when you listen to him, he's like, I could teach you how to fight. This is him. Like Alfred was one of the first ones to teach Bruce how to fight. And when you listen, he also says that I was there to protect them. I wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. a parent. So he was actually, he was a, a butler, but he was more than that. He was security. It sounds like, you yeah. know what I mean? So, I like the so death, when he's going, the failure on him. Yeah. So when, when he's going over the, uh, I forget what you call it, that big, huge puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Cypher. The cipher. Oh, the cipher. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was going over the cipher, and he was like, you know, my days back in the circus. So the circus, Britain is apparently, quote, uh, uh, saying for being in the service or being in like secret service stuff like that. And so he's clearly had this background. So that was a nice sort of way of, of digging in that in, into there also. And that comes straight from the comics, uh, Batman Earth One, written by Jeff Johns. That was one of the first instances where Alfred was like very heavy military to where he came on to the wings because uh, Thomas Wayne was running for mayor and Thomas Wayne was like, I need protection. And for some reason he knew Alfred well and like he needed really good protection. So Alfred was there, but yeah, Alfred was a BA in Gotham also. That was also a good Alfred. I also thought that it had a great, uh, him and Bruce Wayne had a great relationship together in that show. Yeah. I feel like this kind of tapped onto that. And I thought for the limited screen time he had, I understand the nitpicks and I understand the frustration and why he would rank low, but for what Mm. he had, I thought they did a great job with it and he did a good job, but he did feel a little weird, like the actor wise, but anyway, my hot take here is of the animated series, which I absolutely love that, that Mm. uh, portrayal of Alfred as a character is probably one of my last favorite parts. Relatively keep in mind, this is all relative. So it's still a high bar but relatively one of my lesser favorite parts of the animated series is actually Alfred and the way he's portrayed there. I think, I think uh, Michael Caine is like, uh, Michael Caine to me is the best Alfred because he's, he's quintessential Alfred. He's, he's a, com- he's a combination of all of it, right? He's such a great father figure. 
Um, he, but he's he's had history in the military in, in in Britain. He's probably not the BA fighter that that this Alfred probably is, and definitely the Alfred from Gotham is. But he's definitely had some service there. Um, but also, he can be uh, you know, as Bridget would call it, cheeky. Like he can he can right. quip back and, and forth and and talk about like like I I, I uh, you know I should know him. I I, I yeah, he says a lot of different jokes and stuff uh, there. Um, to me, he's, he's the kind of perfect Alfred. They weren't going for the jokey, more comic relief-ish Alfred here. I mean, he has a few jokes, I think. I can't remember them on top of my head, but... Um, they're, and they're not even was, jokes as much as, I would say, like quips, almost. Um, quick stabs, yeah. 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 yeah, I will. but Michael Caine also, just like Jeffrey Irons, like they're not just Alfred. They're not just a butler. They're a character. They're a mm-hmm. main player in their movies. Like, you yeah. know, Jeffrey, uh, Jeremy Irons, what, my bad. Uh, and, you know, yeah. he's taking the controls, he's guiding, he's helping, he's working on the equipment. Same thing with, uh, you know, uh, Michael Caine to, a, you know, to a degree, but he's a main player in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this definitely, this uh, okay. role sets up way okay. different. Yeah. Sean, I'm just curious, how long have we been recording? <laughs> About two and a half. Yeah, my uh, bad, guys. D- no, no, listen, man, we are happy to be here. We're happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. And anybody who knows any <laughs> of our previous recordings, like... They're going to know this was going to be a long episode. Right now, we are at uh, two and a half hours. Okay. Yes, sir. okay. Uh, so I don't know what kind of, YouTube's oh, max is. Was, Maybe it doesn't have one. I don't think I was Remember, it was 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Uh, yeah. um, uh, okay, so Penguin. Love. I think we talked about him briefly because I was going to him. But the whole... I, I found him hilarious. Like... When when him when Gordon Batman was in was interrogating him about about crime, he's like, "What are you talking?" And they're talking about the La Rada stuff. He's like, "You world's, he's like world's greatest detectives. You don't know the difference between L and La. Come on, right. that's so Gotham perfect. There's such a big Hispanic community in New York City. It's like that felt good that, that the Penguin knew that. Yeah, yeah. I was so proud of him, and yeah, I was right. also <laughs> happy with the rat with wings, like the bat. I loved that whole that whole portion of the mystery. And I like that yeah, we get yeah. some, we get some Italian gangster in this. Like he feels like that, like seventies mobsterish. like come here, doll, like come here, sweetheart. Yeah. Like, yes. He feels yeah. like that. You know, he, he just feels that, that, yeah, it feels like the hard, hard, uh, uh, working class gangster. I like that. My wife then, looked at me in the theater after one of his lines in that interrogation scene, and it's one of those where just that that came out a little like hashtag extra. And my wife looks at me and goes, "Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good cop, bad shit cop, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I yeah, loved it. I found him. Uh, that was uh, a fun hilarious. scene. Yeah, he he. Yeah, for I I wanted more Penguin, which is good. This movie leaves you with wanting more for a three hour runtime. It leaves you wanting more with the characters. Mm. Um, so I'm glad we're gonna get that that spinoff of uh of the Arkham and the the Penguin. So yeah, he he absolutely yeah. crushes this this role. Yeah, no, I'm looking looking forward to that. Um, all right, so Riddler, I I really liked his riddles. I thought they were the like the right amount of difficulty. Because like you must, when you make a riddle, you make I feel like you want to make a riddle that that the above average person can solve, but they still got to kind of work at it. The Justice one is pretty easy, and I think some of them he he perfectly he purposely made them kind of easy. But other ones I are a little harder. I thought his difficulty scaled. I I thought I liked it. 
I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but like, if you look at like the riddles from Batman sixty six, like he's like, "What does a flamingo and and a helicopter right. have in common?" You know, Helicopters. Like, <laughs> a sparrow with a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a sparrow with machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's the one. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, it's yeah. incredible. Dude, uh, and those riddles were just like, no one's gonna get this riddle. My, my wife, we were talking about it, and I was like, Batman could have struggled a little bit. He could have like looked around a little bit. I was like, I thought about trusting my own farts longer than he took to solve these riddles. Like I was like, that was really fast, some of them, but I, I went with it because he struggles later when the plot needs him to. But yeah, I thought he was yeah. real fast. Yeah, yeah, there, and there was that scene. Oh, great scene with the DA, and he he crashes into the into the funeral scene and stuff. Um, uh, let's say, uh, so yeah, the DA has the bomb around his neck, and they're both kind of solving. I like how they took their time for that scene because there's a moment where he's just the DA is just waiting there, like, because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's actually what would happen. And then Batman comes there, and uh, and they're solving the riddles, and. And there's one moment that I really like where the guy is like, um, the guy solves the riddle and Batman asks a question afterwards because Batman's like, who else was involved in this? And the guy's like, he didn't ask the question. Like, the riddler didn't ask that question. Like, I don't need to, I can move on from that question. Yeah, he was asking how much for the bribe, the $10,000 each one to look the other way. Like, which ones? He's like, he didn't yeah. ask that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it finally gets a riddle where he's like, I, I know the answer to it. But I'm not going to answer it because if I do, I'm going to be killed. And not only that, but my family's going to be killed. I'm just going to die. And uh, that no, was. I'll just die now instead uh, of later. Yes. Yeah. And my yeah. family won't. And, Bat- and Batman gets blown up in the face and then wakes up surrounded by all the okay, cops. So, yeah. That is that is one of the inconsistencies, I would say. This is I'm a, watching them just like, all right, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a movie. And I. I this is a big sticking point movies. for me here. This is one of my big drawbacks. <laughs> There's no way with the way that the police had treated him to this point, they would not have pulled that cowl off sooner. No way. I think Gordon Gordon is there. Gordon keeps nope. it from pulling that off any sooner. Somebody's see, running in there, and they're pulling off his cap, his cowl as soon as they see him. The way that town treats him. See, no I would have liked to have seen... We saw him use the electricity earlier. I would have liked to have seen a, kind of a callback to the Dark Knight where the, the thug right in front of Joker gets him and he gets zapped. I think that would have been kind of a nice little, like, well, maybe we shouldn't, you know? It would, it would have added would have some, some credibility to me. Yeah. I, I, I can see that point. Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, what else? What, what are we missing until we get to the finale? Well, dude, hold um, on. Real quick. The... the, the, the we got to talk about it real fast. The, between him and Gordon, when they he's like, everybody out of the room, he's like, real quick. Loved you're going to punch oh, me in the face. Yeah. Loved you're going to take this yeah. key, go down the hall. Who's that guy with yeah. the broken nose? And then he, oh my God, dude. And then the flying squirrel, dude. I'm sorry. It's funny. It's awesome. It's real. But God, did it make me laugh. And I, I do love it, but I just kind of like gleefully laughed with it. But. I actually didn't love that. The sheer impact. I don't know what a suit is made of. Oh, yeah. But, uh, the, like that That was one of those, again, kind of like inconsistencies. He's not going to. Uh, okay, so, That's what I said too. Yeah, earlier. Yep. I didn't like the, the, the flying squirrel thing. No, like, just <clears throat> just do what Bell did. Like, just just, I just have the cape and glass. Like, we would have we just easily accepted, it, accepted that, that that. So he's practiced at home or something. Yeah, he lives in a skyscraper. Yeah. He dropped off. Uh, it just, it just, 
it just doesn't look as cool. Like no. being a flying squirrel doesn't look as cool as being a big, huge bat. Right. Look as cool. Right. Uh, oh, that so back to that Gordon scene. <laughs> and, and and uh, one, one thing I, I so when Batman's remarking on on that cop with a broken nose, Batman is like, "There's a cop who was at the Iceberg Lounge," and then Gordon is like, "So you think a cop is moonlighting as a bouncer?" And Batman's like, "No, I think that bouncer is moonlighting as a cop. Like, yeah. it's just the go go into the corruption of of Gotham that the police." Are all ball like yeah. my like, favorite? Falcone has. Go ahead. My favorite part of that scene was just when they're having that interaction to make it look like they're having an organic interaction, but he's still going to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. It made me think of on Community. Uh, John, I'm a huge fan of Community. When Troy is going to go join the air conditioning school, and he leans in and whispers something to Abed on his way out the door, and they're like, "What did I tell you?" And like, I know how you hate this when people do it in movies. <laughs> that's what it made me think of and I laughed Heather didn't know why I was laughing that time I was just laughing at myself but uh, I laughed pretty hard that, that's such a good scene my god is that I mean it's one of the better scenes in the whole movie it's just so funny and, and well acted and like you were saying like earlier with the, the, the close up shots it's just so good and then later when he's like they meet up on the rooftop and he's like yeah, you could have pulled your punches <laughs> I did yeah I did I did hold back that was yeah. <laughs> The scene up to the flying squirrel, up to the flying squirrel point, was um, another highlight of the movie for me. I like that whole bit. Yeah. Yes, I love seeing Batman. One thing, Batman running from cops is always just a cool imagery. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen it in Batman Begins, you saw it in Batman Year One, uh, you saw it in Master the Phantasm. Batman running from the cops is always gonna uh, get an A plus in my book. Feels right. Yeah. Uh, and also, I felt like the whole precinct was after him, like. Again, the sound design. Like you could hear the screams coming through the hall. Like, ah! and in and the it theater, it's like such hundreds a cool of people. Directional experience too, with the surround yeah. sound of like, I felt like I was there. So immersive. My my wife was like, "God, is everybody at work today? Like, there's cops everywhere." I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I... None of them are walking beats right now. They're all <laughs> right here. They want to see the Batman. Yeah. It, yeah. Someone probably was like, "Hey, the Batman's here. We're probably going to unmask him." I mean, eventually we're going to turn against Gordon and, and just amass him, probably F probably him up. Now. Who do you think it is? I don't know. We'll see. Right, bring the wild <laughs> wings, yeah. Bring yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so so what else is left to talk about until we get to kind of the... the it took the a Riddler. minute to get through the El Rata stuff and then get to the... It did, the El Rata stuff. Right, so the El Rata I liked stuff, the Riddle think, a lot. So, this is a part where the this... This runtime yeah. where I felt like it was too deliberate. Uh, like I said, I like the riddle a lot itself, but in between this segment and the finale where Chris is like trying to decide what points to cover, this is the part where I felt some trimming was possible. The final third? Is it fair to say that was like the final third of the movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I think so. yeah, the like I felt like he was getting like a riddle from the Riddler like every minutes to a certain point and then it hit a point where he was stuck on that El Rata thing right. and, and that went on for like what felt like 40 minutes or something um, and I, I'm not sure what I think this movie is too long but I'm not sure what I would cut I think I would just cut a little bit of here and there to get it down to like 2.30 most 2:30 of it to me would have come out of a, this chunk of yeah, time it yeah. yeah I think this is where you start to feel it but 
so then they go to the orphanage, right? And I love it when they open the door. Another good part between the chemistry of the two of them is like, no guns. He's like, yeah, man, that's your thing. Like, I love how he just shakes it off. Yeah, yeah, man, that's your thing. Like, Jeffrey Wright does a good, does a good, good delivery of that line. He does. Oh my god, dude, he's such a good actor. I'm so glad when he was casted because he's gold in everything he's in. He just yeah. is. He, I, I'm afraid that he might never be an A-lister, but as a B-list can stick him in anything. He's phenomenal. Um, I, I have a very high bar for A-list, so I won't get into it. But the thing that's weird, and it, it works when you think about it, but it's weird. Like the Riddler is tar- up to this point, he's targeting the corrupt cops the da's all that stuff right the commission or the, the mayor but now all of a sudden he targets uh martha and and uh thomas wayne and bruce wayne by default the sins of the father uh, i like the projector I, once again i like the drop heads thing it's still going on today the riddler brings it up on how he was a kid hooked on drops and at 12 years old with the rats and stuff and it so now you get to see what he was living in for a second and then in the future he talks about it now I don't. I like the personal vendetta against the Waynes and how that would go back to the orphan because he was an orphan. But boohoo, I'm a billionaire. But it feels a little vendetta-y that wasn't the Riddler's plan. It wasn't the Riddler's focus. I buy it because of that, but it felt <clears throat> a little weird. I don't really believe in the sins of the father, and it, it, it's not my belief. It's the Riddler's belief. You know what I mean? And that's probably yeah. just coming from. But, my background stuff but no but you're right it feels like uh, it feels like a, a this sounds weird but like well if you think of him as like a serial killer it felt out of sort of serial killer character for him to yeah to jump that way so, I mean, he was corrupt but really i mean to a i mean in a moment of weakness he was corrupt you know what i mean like yeah I think it all goes back to the Renewal Project, and that's why it connected to the Waynes. Because the Renewal Project was the Waynes thing. And, I mean, he knew that Thomas Wayne was connected to to Falcone. And this Renewal Project has just been used as a laundering thing or a, yeah, pretty much a laundry thing. And so you you had to connect the Waynes to it. And also just just exposing the hip, hip, uh, hip, I can't ever say Hypocrisy. 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 Yeah. Hypocrisy. Yes. Hypocrisy of, of the situation. Um, that that uh, the Waynes are, are are filthy rich, and yet, um, and they're supposed to be like the golden people, yet they're not. Like just to bring to light um, all the corruption that's with this within Gotham. Um, I, th- I think I think that's why that was tying it there. There's much more of a tie with the. Because Thomas Wayne was part of it, you know, he was a little part of it. He was part of it nonetheless, and he was, uh, yeah, he was a hypocrite to a certain extent. It just felt a little out of sync from his other targets, yeah. right? And I think this big revelation could have been mm-hmm. held to, to further movies, um, maybe. But uh, I mean, I get it; it all intertwines eventually and, and meets there. But, but my God, I mean, th- this movie's long, to, and God, we're talking about it longer in the mm-hmm. movie, but. Um, we're going to match the movie runtime. That's going to be incredible. That's the goal. But yeah, I mean, from, from here, where do we go from here? Like we finally get to the rat, which it's interesting. And and I want to hear what you guys thoughts real fast, because we haven't really talked about John Turturro's Falcone, which in my opinion, most people aren't talking about, but he's the actual villain of this movie. It's not really the Riddler. The Riddler is, he's a villain, but he's more of an, he's kind of an antihero in his own brain. Falcone is really the main villain of the the past 20 years 
of the current state of Gotham, and the and he's a uh, the Riddler is a, a uh, byproduct of him and Wayne, but uh, just yeah. it's just weird how the I don't know, and, and, and like we were talking about how the Riddler is a little dull. I, I I don't know. It's shared screen time. What do you guys think? I don't know. Um, so I think John Turturro is he was a great Falcon, as kind of much different than oh, I forgot his name, uh, the Falcon from from Batman Begins. Yeah, White's Weinstein, uh, uh, Winchester. I don't no, remember. Yeah, no, that's not I can't think of his name, but uh, he is. He... It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> He's a great actor. I love him in, in most of his. He is. Um, but I would I would say, uh, I love I love his Falcon because I love his interactions with Bruce, and I also mm-hmm. love his interactions with Selena. Uh, when when Bruce Wayne goes to the funeral, and Falcon sees him, and he's like. Oh, hey guys, chill. This is Bruce Wayne. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, and the penguin's like, ah, oh, no, no, <laughs> like, this is a reaction as well. Uh, but anyway, Falcon is like, you know, his father, you know, his his father saved me. Like, I got caught in a shootout, and he saved me right there on the table. And Bruce Wayne was just watching up from the stairs. And then uh, it was just really good to get into the head of Falcon that thinks he knows who Bruce Wayne is, thinks they have an intimate connection. And he's like, and, Bru- and Falcon's like, you know, what do you think that means? And Bruce Wayne's like, and my father took the Hippocratic Oath. Hippocratic Oath. He's like, huh, okay. And like, just the, just the, and then you, you that starts the doubt that that puts into the Waynes. So I thought that was really good. I thought stuff was, and that comes straight from the comic books. That comes straight from uh, the Long Halloween, I believe. Um, and the stuff with Selena about him being her father. That stuff also comes straight from the comic books, but just because someone comes to comic books doesn't mean it's great. Um, but that's another good aspect uh, of it and her trying to kill him. Um, uh, one thing, one scene that I would have liked to see that's only been ever done in Batman Year One, the animated series, not, not the animated film, and the uh, and the, um, the 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 comic book. Uh, they paint Falcon and the commissioner of the police as like working hand in hand. Like they both are just ruling Gotham, and at one point they they have this dinner scene uh, where Loeb is there, the Commissioner Loeb, and he's corrupt, and he's there with Falcone. They're all having dinner and stuff, and back into the place, cuts all the lights off. He delivers one of my favorite bad moments ever. He's like, "You've eaten well. You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit. From this day forward, none of you are safe." And like he just scares the crap out of all of them. So you never got to see that moment of Batman striking fear into Falcon the way you do, like in Batman Begins, where he catches him, and then Falcon is like, "I don't know you." He's like, "I'm Batman, just headbutt." <laughs> just yeah. Nice coat. Uh, yeah. Well, this could have been a good movie for that too, for that kind of scene. I feel like he could have fit that in here. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a straight up feeling type of scene, but also I think Matt Reeves is perfect. Like he took a lot of different things from different places and there's a lot of similarities to dark knight in this film mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah i, I would have liked to see that scene he's he's creepy and controlling and he commands presence i thought he did a really good job i would have liked to seen a little bit more in the the connection between uh him and uh selena being related it's weird because it's like she has a moment with batman she's talking about how her mom told her that the blah blah blah, blah and she always took him to the mm-hmm. so it made it sound like he knew that she was his kid but then at the end it, it kind of i've seen the movie twice and it's jarring it's like did he know did he not know like it's so jarring i'm not sure if I she think was he's, just confused and thought he knew 
Well, the thing is, it's it, this might be a product of the comic book, but it's not like clear, clear that Falcone is Selena's uh, father. But it's, which makes sense, yeah, right? I mean, because the line it's, of work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit unclear. I think he he kind of sees her and is just like, she could be my daughter. I'm not for sure. It's that, I'll, like, I'll I know your face from somewhere Apple. look. He yeah, just, I mean, he, I think he's been trying because he, he even says, like, oh, you're working up here now. Usually you work down. Yeah, like, they have a rapport together somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the moment, uh, probably one of the most intense moments for me in the film is when he's, like, strangling her. No, but they better not kill off Selena in this first movie. Like, I'm going to be mad if they kill her off. And he's like, you think I'm going to do this? I like how he's very hands-on. He's way more hands-on than any other Falcon was. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Well, and they talk about that's a part of his character, right? Because he the the mom was found strangled, the 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 girlfriend was found strangled. So that's like his signature mark. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a cool little connection that that flies through He's it. Doing but, the dirty yeah. work himself, that is kind of unique. Right, right. Well, and it. Uh, so how, how did you guys? You were saying like they bet not. How did you guys feel? Like did it land for you guys when you thought Alfred was dead? Because that's where we're kind of building up to. Uh, I, uh, okay, I got. I was like, yeah, they're gonna go at. there. I thought I was gonna make. I it, think at that actually, moment I, I was like, "Restroom, I'll be back. Y'all keep going. <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, make sorry, it." Oh, uh, <laughs> gonna use it. Um, I, I was like, "Man, they better not kill Alfred." Like I thought for a minute that they were gonna kill Alfred, which they did a good job of, of raising the stakes because it's the first film. You're like, they can, they can technically do anything that they want. <laughs> um, so I, I was glad to see that. I was more for sure Alfred made it. When I think it got to the point where I think pretty much when they say it, when the when the when the uh, other lady after her name it's like something horrible did happen she wouldn't have said that she would have been like Alfred's been killed but that was, I think that was a good intense kind of moment I think they timed it very well with the explosion and like the way he tosses it and then dives and there's that big desk i think they timed it very well right yeah. thought he'd, yeah. he'd be behind the desk oh what and what they did really well just from a, a visual standpoint is that they showed the back of the, they showed it beeping red you can tell that alfred yeah. doesn't see that it's beeping red but the audience you can see that it's beeping red and so it builds up that tension and stuff and then he finally sees it and yeah he tosses it if he doesn't he's killed he's 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 done yeah. No. Yeah. That was it. That was a really well-paced scene. Yeah. Like you're saying for the tension. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I'm glad they didn't kill him off too. I mean, I, I sometimes I give props oh for God, going right. there, but sometimes no. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I thought. I mean, you remember when you first watched The Dark Knight? You think they killed Gordon <laughs> for yeah for uh for like ten minutes? Like, Holy crap! They killed Gordon. Like I was for, I was for sure thought Gordon was was killed. Like he was shot. They showed him lay back and he comes back at the end there like we got you set up and he takes it off and um right and everyone's like good you're back from the living type of deal or you're back from the dead um he gets slapped by his wife yeah yeah. yes yes oh gosh that and then yeah that dark knight um yeah so okay so i think we finally kind of built up now to the end there where batman Oh, so there's one scene where, and I, and I didn't realize it the first time around, is that he sees the clue, but also the clue is like so much towards Bruce Wayne, it's like as if he's like, holy crap, Riller knows that I'm that I'm Bruce Wayne, 
and he kind of he kind of steps back from fully investigating and that's why he missed the clues to really see what was happening at the end there um because he because he pulled back from because he thought that he was about to be exposed uh and then he goes right, and figures out he, he yeah, says and then, that and it's then the he, end of the Batman or something like that, right? Like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, and, yeah, and that was a really good scene, right? He, he's talking to Commissioner Gordon. He's like, "I think this is the end, the end of the Batman." And Gordon's like, what the heck are you talking about?" Like, Jeffrey Wright does a lot of acting just by saying nothing. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then, and he finally gets to so they, so then you know they bring Falcone out. Riddler kills Falcone, and then they catch the Riddler. Um. And then, uh, and then Batman interrogates him. And this is, to me, this is one of the highlights of the scene. When we've seen the interrogation scene done so many times, especially you know, we think about the Joker, Batman interrogation in the Dark Knight. And this isn't better than that. I'm not going to say it's better than that, but it's good in its own way. <laughs> um, you know, just the way it's, it's more intense than that scene because he's like, Bruce Wayne. You're like, Holy crap! This is movie one. Like you can't have his identity just being out there. And he keeps right. going just Bruce Wayne, and Robert Pattinson's reaction to it is just like, like you can tell he's like, uh, this is this is actually happening. Like his eyes are doing a lot of acting, and eventually, Riddler is like, we almost got him, and then yeah. back, you can see the sigh of relief that comes yeah. over him, but it's not a big sigh of relief because he still has to. Hold on, like, like if he did like a huge shot, he was like, oh. really be like, wait, what? Why are you? I'd be like that. Um, and he he goes in and talks about his hatred for Bruce Wayne. That scene to me was just really good. Yeah, yeah, with the it hit me, man, when he's talking about the the in the winters where the a baby always dies and that you know the mm-hmm. you fall asleep and the 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 mice are chewing on your fingers and stuff like that, man, like. The, just a, a, like a two minute talking about just like the, the suffering he went through and all the time it took him. Uh, yeah. It, it, ugh, like, um, and I like, I like that you see Batman, see the camera on him and he's like assessing the situation. Yes, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, I am stuck. I am so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is, I think they did a great job showing Batman's mindset throughout this whole entire film. I think that's something that Matt Reeves did better than really most any other directors. I feel like I'm in the head of of Batman, and I always like it. I think that's great storytelling where characters don't have to say anything, but you know what they're thinking. Um, and I and I've I've seen that done in uh, recently in Hawkeye TV show, right? Uh, you, have you seen that yet? Anyway, there's a there's a scene where uh, where Hawkeye is watching some Hamilton like play about the Avengers and stuff, and I know what he's thinking without them saying anything. And to me, I'm like, oh, that's that's great storytelling when I know what a character's thinking without them saying anything at all. And they did that a lot throughout this film. Uh, real quick, how did you guys feel about the Riddler? Because it, it, this is where the movie kind of feels jarring. Like, what the movie is setting up to, to be its main villain gets randomly caught in a diner. And it's <laughs> like, it's like, and that's and that's the smack end of the Riddler, really his 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 story. Right, and then people are like, "Well, he wanted to get caught so he could be safe." Well, I'm pretty sure he could just get out of there and press the button later, or have it go off later. Like, I don't understand. I don't. I and I it, was he wanting to be a martyr so that way the 507 will go out go out there and do it? I, I guess I just don't quite understand. I, I mean, honestly, 
I don't know why he was cool with getting caught. Unless he knew that he was about to get caught no matter what, so he figured he might as well just go in. Because Batman was on his trail. Like, I think he... And also, his mission was kind of over at that point. And maybe he just doesn't have any... Like, he doesn't care if he gets caught. Because it's, it's done. Also, he, oh, maybe the reason why he wasn't caught because he wants to meet Batman. Because Batman's his hero. He's like, you, you know, you did this. Like, you showed me. Like, there was another way. That's the only thing I can kind of reasoning I can think of for why he would get caught. Maybe he thought that they were a team and that they were going to break out together, but maybe, maybe because he did, he did say like, we're a team. Like yeah. I couldn't have done these things without you. Like I love, I love that turn and Batman being like, no, you're a psychopath. Like it's funny. He says psychopath the same as that way the bell says psychopath. <laughs> he was saying yeah. that bell says psychopath in the dark night. And it just took me straight to that. Um, I, but, I mean, uh, the only thing, the only thing I put to it, like in the movie theater, and I don't always perceive things very deeply or intellectually at first glance, was just sort of the 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 grandeur is the wrong word, but like he had that situation in mind of like I'm gonna meet Batman from the other side of the pain, and that's just that situation he crafted in his mind. That's how he wanted it to work, and he just and he, <laughs> and he I didn't I didn't care for it, but I didn't put a whole lot of thought behind it of. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, loved his. I loved his uh, his disgruntledness of like, no, 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 that's not how it's supposed to go. Right, it wrecked his world. I did like that, and also maybe in his in his mind, like you know, it's almost like wanting to be famous. When somebody in real life does something horrible, they want to get caught because they want to be famous. Maybe he wanted like when the you know everything is washed away and now Gotham can and has to rely on themselves and they get a do over maybe he wanted to be famous and that's why he's so upset at Batman for stealing his joy like the Joker tells him later but anyway i don't know it, it's just something that still kind of didn't it is very jarring I, I i completely get that um i think the movie i think this one of the most, this one this might be one of the downfalls of the movie is that you you build it real up he gets caught. And when he got caught, I was just like, oh, he'll break out somehow. And then eventually it'll lead to the climax of the, of the film, to the ending uh, finale of the film. But no, he just got caught. And I'm like, oh, okay. Just got caught. And then they introduce the biggest threat in the film, but it doesn't feel like the biggest threat in the film because there's no one... There's no character... There's no main character driving that. It's just a bunch of mindless henchmen, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I think right. that is a a downfall of the film like each of the last films you have a character driving it and batman begins he has to fight raz ogul in the dark knight it's it's a one-off with uh harvey dent or really the joker is kind of the two piece there and so forth and so forth it was so this was kind of missing the the big the big climax in a pun intended but it like waters it down because you don't have yeah yeah there yeah and also so he figures out that that uh, bomb that the levees are going to be exploded and they are exploded. And he has to go to City Hall, not City Hall, to pretty much uh, the garden to, to save people. But like, to me, this is probably one of my biggest faults of the film is that they introduced this threat seemed to come out of nowhere. Of just like, right. these levees being exploded and stuff. I will say, on the second watch, the newscaster did say that like the renewal project is used to infrastructure and things like that levies they they said the word levies but to me that's still not a good enough you gotta kind of keep you gotta build up to to this so you gotta remind me of of these things i said it once 
um, and, and just a little off thing kind of comment that is easily disregarded. Um, and so they, they just introduced a new threat like right at the end of the movie. I wasn't really feeling that aspect of it. Um, it wasn't until Batman's actually start fighting them. Like, all right, I'm into it. Like, he's taking out these people and stuff. Um, so yeah, so that that was probably the weakest aspect of the film, I think, really. And what weighs down probably the the plot. Can I revert back I, to if uh, I'm sorry, John? We keep interrupting you, man. Go ahead. No, you're good, man. Go. I'm sorry. I, I Caleb and I, we we talk over each other all the time, so I'm doing my best to not. So I apologize. You go ahead, man. We. We've used it a, f- a few times to, you know, talk about the Riddler's outfit and the car, and it's like this is kind of the same where this this big the big hook at the end isn't isn't that kind of iconic big end that we that we want or that would stick with us, and it it kind of suffers from that same thing maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe on rewatch we'll see more of like the the master. Like not only is the Riddler smart with riddles. But maybe we'll more come to more appreciate with um, repeat viewings the master manipulator. He's not only manipulating the GCPD and and you know uh, Batman, but he's also manipulated these 507 or however many people actually show up. So maybe we'll appreciate that a little bit more on repeat viewings. It's just something that felt a little jarring, and then it's it's something that I guess is also weird that get these guys together and your ultimate plan is to blow up the city to 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 make everything just stop in its tracks right like nothing can carry on like normal but your main plan is to shoot the new mayor you already killed the old mayor that wasn't working out he was corrupt as far as we know this new mayor is not corrupt and she wants change what do you want like she hasn't failed you yet like uh, i also I just... took it as like a mass shooting too is that it was just like a a, a cause for yeah he, for havoc yeah, yeah. Uh, which is again yeah, not was, a, yeah, not necessarily the, a great thing yeah. but yeah, and he was killing people, you know, innocent people who had nothing to do with the the corruption and things like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so were you guys like me? And for a minute there, you thought that the mastermind behind everything was going to be the the mayor, the new mayor. Just for, for a minute, minute there, yeah. I thought like, so I was like, all right, she's killing all, she killed out the old mayor. Like to me, it would have been kind of a good twist because she's like, I'm tired of this corruption and stuff. Like all of Gotham needs to be all these new heads and and commissioners just everything needs to be purged through fire like need to burn it all and just build it anew on top of new stuff uh but they didn't do that <laughs> i i i was thinking that and they didn't i think it would have been a kind of a good twist like yeah if but, they had all you know, showed up cool. and then shot everybody but the mayor that would have been crazy yeah yeah, yeah i could yeah no yeah i mean that's just, yeah that would have worked i think yeah yeah. Um, uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Batman takes out all the all the bad guys. Uh, the, I think he takes them out in really good Batman fashion. Mm-hmm. Like through one thing, I like seeing Batman getting punched. I don't know if that's I like seeing the Waynes get killed. I like seeing Batman get punched. It just it just humanizes <laughs> him. Chris wakes up every yeah, day and chooses just... violence. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it shows because it shows that Batman is. It's just a human being trying his right. best. Like he is not Superman, where it's just like, like he is fallible. Like you might get a lucky punch on Batman. Like he's gonna get back up, but you you can hurt him, and he he can get damaged. Um, yeah. But I think that was a, a, a cool scene of him taking out all those uh, real henchmen. Oh, real quick, <laughs> the, the real. <laughs> sorry, 
I found this weirdly disturbing is that on his final call, like he was so normal. He's like, Hey guys, thanks for all the support and right. stuff. I was like, that is, that is weirdly as a, as a, you know, as, as people who put stuff online, we're often like, Hey guys, thanks for all the support and, and stuff. And then yeah, like, it felt way too, right. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it felt way too personal. It was casual Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I like the, the real fast cause we're, we're getting into the, the fight scenes, right? Like you're saying punch in the face. I, that's, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, sorry. I just, I'm, I'm going to think about that a lot now. It's the Martha's the Wayne's dying and Batman getting punched <laughs> in the face. But um, no, I like the kind of the, the callback or the usage of like the 89 Batman where he like shoots the guy with the gun and then hangs him there. And then in the dark night where he uh, gets the SWAT team and he like swings off of them and loops them all together. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really cool the way they did that. And yes, then the, the, yeah. like he swings in and like tuck and rolls and knocks out a couple of them. Like the, the I the ninja's not quite there, but the the the, the brawling and the the usage of everything around him. I think it's I think it's done very well. We we talked about the shotgun, which irritated the bejesus out of me because it's like inconsistent. Here, yeah. sorry to, to 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 take over, just kind of speed through this. But th- this is the this is the caveat I wanted to talk about is he gets shot with the shotgun. Selena says it's okay, you can rest. Apparently not, because she gets knocked out and about to get shot. Um, he he pulls out the green vial, which obviously everybody's first knee jerk was that it's probably just adrenaline. But then we think of venom, right? Like, so uh, my, my knee jerk was a straight up venom. Was it? Was it? Okay, because it was like a, uh, and then, uh, well, I guess it's because it's realism. I just thought they wouldn't go there, but I was like, they're going to go there. But then he's got a specific spot in his suit. Like, I didn't notice on the first watch, but on the second watch, he actually hits an already ready-to-go spot. So if this takes place where, in the comics, Batman has actually already been doing the Venom before Bane, and he's he's building up his muscles and his body and his strength, and he kind of gets hooked on it. I think that's a nice little scape goat for his ability to take damage and shake it off. Um, uh, no, okay, I see what you're saying. I just, I was assuming, uh, I mean, until now I hadn't thought of the venom at all. Right. I just like, Oh, he's got his own little morphine thing there. Right. He's ready. He's been doing that. No, I, I mean, I'm usually behind on these things, but it hadn't even occurred to me until this moment. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So I think, I, I think it was absolutely was Venom. Uh, so there's a scene... So in the comic books, Venom is introduced before Bane. Uh, Batman actually... There's a, a comic book called Batman Venom where Batman uses Venom because he's like, I get a one-up on people. But he ends up messing him up. Like He's like, I, I don't need to be like that. Um, in fact, there's one... The cover of it, he's like grinning like this almost. And like there's a scene in the movie where he's grinning like that. And I'm like, is that... that? That's probably a callback to that comic book. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, Venom. But I'm not sure if he was... I don't think he would have been take. I don't know. I don't know if he would have taken Venom the whole time. That, but he knew... That would be but, too like, He's got it in the suit. You know, he's got the spot in the suit. He was... Yeah. He's either taking it or thinking about taking it the whole time. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think I, I would rather not have that scapegoat and just be like, this is just inconsistent. Right. Well, but they, they did make a very specific point to like, it's not like he pulled out an EpiPen and gave himself a quick shot. Like they emphasized that whole, that whole sequence mm. pretty heavily. So yeah, 
I like it. it uh, I try to make things work just for my enjoyment of the movie. Like I, you know, I, I want to love them. So I, I, I try not to fight a good movie. If I can, if I can weave yeah. things into it. Oh, that makes sense. Um, Okay, so then he beats the crap out of the guy almost to death. I'm glad. He, oh my god! I was like, he again another intense moment. Was like he better not kill him. Like, cause we've spent the whole movie like you haven't killed anybody. Well, yeah. Does that fade into the venom thing as well, though? The the kind of rage. Yes. Yeah. The venom right. thing. Yeah, drives the rage and stuff. Um, Did I'm glad really? he didn't kill him. But then he says like, "Who are you?" And and he says like, "I'm vengeance." And at that point, Batman's like, "Oh crap." I may have made a mistake in my. <laughs> the wheels are yeah. turning. Yeah. You see the wheels. Yeah, exactly. Did you realize did that that was the guy from the funeral? I did not on the first one. On the first one, I didn't either. I didn't at all. Yeah. Come on, Sean. You gotta watch it more times. I'm well, I've only seen it twice. <laughs> Three hours in I'll, I'll see it one was more... a long time for Sean, man. Yeah. I'll see it one more time. And then it'll be on HBO Max in like probably three weeks from now. I'm just gonna yeah, wait April for that 19th, and yeah. stay your HBO Max like always. No more theaters for me for a while. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then I, then I loved how he had to protect Selena. Also, I love that Selena saved him as well. A lot of give and go there, a give and take there between the two. Um. And then Batman, he he sees that everything's flooded. He sees that the cables there, and he jumps up. And uh, he cuts the cable off of his, off of his, his uh, the battering comes out of his bat signal, which I'm cool with. I'm cool either way if it doesn't or, or does not. Um, it's army knife. Yeah, he he cuts the thing because he saves him, so that's a great moment. And of course, to me, the the this one, this is when the movie jumps a notch for me is when he saves the pe- leaves the people through the darkness with the light, just co- complete symbolism, just skewed all over. Place and and then it kind of take his uh, monologue starts. Degree. No, Sean, not to an assisted degree. I need okay. all. I need all of that. Symbolism. Okay, that's those cool. are the moments to me that are like. I'm with, I'm with you, Sean. I thought it was a little thick, but we, I mean, we get it. Let the movie let the movie linger on the shots. But I, I I'm glad that Chris liked it. I mean, that's good. It didn't make me unhappy, and it made Chris yeah. happy. So you know, uh, plus one. <laughs> right. Point five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think no, it, uh, I think the shots could have told the story in the movie that we watch. With, like, we get it. That was plenty. Or, or you, the shots would have done enough. And then, sure. oh, and then what I love about everything that happens after. So he, he's continuing to just save people. Like, I almost get the sense that he's been saving people for hours and hours. Right. And just continues to go through and save people. Because I hope that they see the news thing like Batman saves hundreds from whatever, and I felt like he's just been working. So I know you, Sean. You've seen a little bit of My Hero Academia. Uh, John, have you seen My Hero Academia? I I have not. I'm, I'm so far behind on. I'm sorry. It's, it's a. I think you were probably like that. Anyway, there's a. These episodes maybe. Okay, but there's a main character called All Might, and his big reveal. So, My Hero Academia is about superheroes and, and stuff. Um, there's a hero called All Might, who's a Superman-esque character. And there's a video clip of him of just saving people one after one. And like that's when he jumped to be inspiration for so many others. And this is that same case right here. And and we get a chance to see Batman in the daytime. Like right. and just completely oh my gosh. Amazing storytelling, right? You start the you start the you start the 
the the movie off about him and the shadows and everything. Like he's lurking in the shadows. He is the shadows, and now he's leading people with the flare gun through the light. And now he's in the light, saving people. It's it's a it's a great character arc. Great symbolism everywhere. Oh, in the moment where he's with the girl and she's scared, and he he reassures her, and she goes up. And he's just looking up. Oh my gosh! Ah, I love it. I love it. This is pure symbolism everywhere. Um, well, and it's it's pure Batman, right? Because Batman yes. is always it starts off with fear and hate, and it ends up on a hopeful. Like that's the the journey is the hope. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, fast, one of my so. Go ahead. Sorry, my fault. No, go ahead. My fault. Oh no, come back off on tangent. You go ahead. Go. <laughs> no. Well, I, I just wanted to note this real fast because it's something that I just thought of uh, on a repeat viewing because you just said that the Catwoman back and forth. It makes me think back to the Dark Knight Rises. They did something similar where he's like, mm, you know, the, yeah. the cannons the cannons will have enough to punch a hole out so you can get out. Uh, and everybody remembers that arc of the back. Uh, anyway, but she actually comes back and That's saves Batman, right? Yeah. The, yeah. You know, hey. Anyway, sorry. I shouldn't have gone there. But... <laughs> It's interesting because that Catwoman yeah. makes a character. Oh. <laughs> it lingered just right. Um, yeah, but no. So, so she makes a, a decision. She has a chance to get out, but she makes a decision to come back. It's a character change. Um, and, and this time, Selena doesn't have the opportunity to leave. The water beats her to the leave. She can't get out. So it's kind of unfortunate that this character she still goes in there and she sees and she makes him, yeah. she makes her mind up to go save him, but she didn't quite have that same moment. Opportunity to yeah. show her selflessness. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's earlier and it, it, we're going to get more of her, I'm sure. Cause she's fantastic, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's very similar, but different. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick tangent. So Batman with the little girl is uh, so reminiscent of me of, of my favorite Batman moment of all time. And no matter what the medium is, no matter if it's comic books, TV, shows, movies, my favorite Batman moment of all time is Batman. And it takes place in the Justice League episode called Epilogue, where uh, it shows. Uh, it's in the in. Um, are, have you ever watched the Sleek cartoon, John? Yeah, the the se- yeah, uh, so, yeah two three seasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Justice League Unlimited, sorry, uh, episode Epilogue, and where uh, Terry McGinnis, who's Batman Beyond, that's not his real name, but he's talking with Amanda Waller about how just uh, manipulative Bruce Wayne is and stuff and how angry he can be and and standoffish. And she's like, if you think that's all there is to him, then you don't really know him. And then she tells him a story about Ace and how Ace uh, was about to like kind of explode in a certain sense and how Ace had to be killed. And so they, they flash back to when Batman was young and Amanda Waller was young. And Batman was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll kill her. So he goes and meets with Ace. Ace is this, like, 12-year-old, maybe 13-year-old girl who has psychic powers. And uh, he goes to her. And then Ace is like, pretty much, hey, Batman, like, you're here to kill me, aren't you? And then Batman's like, yes. And then and she's like, I'm dying, aren't I? He's like, Yes. And then I'm sorry, I, I missed did that. She said, I'm dying. She didn't she didn't ask me to kill him. And she's like, I know you're not gonna kill me, even though Amanda Waller told you to kill me. He's like, No, I'm not. And he drops this device that's supposed to kill her. 
And she's like, you're going to try and talk me out of it to change things before I die, aren't I? He's like, yes, I'm sorry. And it's just like, she starts crying because she knows she's about to die. And she's like, would you stay with me? And she's swinging on a swing set that she kind of built herself. And he says, and he comes to her. He just holds her hand. And they swing on that swing set. And then, and then Batman eventually comes out with her in his arms, just lifeless. And then Amanda Waller is like, you know, she he stayed with her until her time was up. So that's my absolute favorite Batman moment of all time. And that it just reminded this moment reminded me of, of, of that little girl, of, of little girl looking into Batman's eyes, just with a sense of reassurance and things. So anyway, great moment. Glad I could uh, diverge from that because I that's always my favorite Batman moment. I'd love to highlight any chance I get. Well, and like you're like you're saying, like the, the the beginning of the movie where the the guys like, please don't hurt me. Now at the end, yes. this this person's getting ready to be lifted out, and and there's a look like, please don't leave me. Like, yeah, yes, I, yes, yeah. Please, yes, <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah. So, um, sorry, I, I was what did I was gonna say? Darn it. Um, I would still argue that the narration wasn't super. No, Shannon, I need it. No, you do. You're very intelligent. You pick you you pick up on so much. You don't need the narration to tell you that stuff. You're doing great, Chris. Uh, so, I guess I just want to say about unfortunately, like I give, like I said, Andy Circus, I give him a bit of a pass because he just didn't have a whole lot of screen time. What's sad to me is that every time, like when the Riddler shows up, like we were talking about, he's in the shadows. It's very creepy, and then the lunge and everything. And then the duct tape and like just the, the the nasty raw like yeah down to earth feel of it. I love it so much. But the more the Riddler is on screen, the less I like him. And then he gets to Arkham, and he's all like, hey! and I'm just like, if everybody's doing the same stupid laugh, it reminds me of Tommy Lee Jones basically being the Joker. <laughs> I'm like, come up with so your own little one up Jim Carrey and. It's like, yeah, it's like, like everybody needs to stop going to the same maniacal Joker laugh. Like it just bugs me. Like I think of the Riddler, like, I mean, he's psychotic in Gotham, but he, he like talks to himself. There's two different sides to him, but he's still very like, for the most part in control and strong with his mind. I I just didn't like this. Like it worked for the character, but the childlike laughing stuff. And then he laughs with the Joker and the Joker didn't look like the Joker. I really, Actually, it was Two-Face. We need a like, good, scary, uh, like, Jeremy Irons laugh, bad guy laugh again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, this is great. Um, so when that scene confused me for a bit because when he's doing the voiceover, when Joker's talking, I didn't know it was Joker. I thought Paul Dano was talking to himself. I thought the realer was talking to himself because they, they have very similar voices, and I was confused until he said, like... Until you start talking to the second person of like, oh yeah, you almost did it. Like, just you know, be happy, like be smile and stuff. I was like, oh, this is the Joker, and they showed his face. Um, I didn't mind both of them laughing because Paul Dano, to me, that's still not his character. He like he just laughed, but to me, that's not a reflection of 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 his character. He just happened to laugh at that moment because he's like he's happy. It's a happy laugh. Like he found someone else to cheer him up, and he thought he was not going to be cheered up. I don't expect him to be diabolically laughing like that ever again, but I see I see your point of it. Um, the Joker, I think it's too soon to say anything about that. Um, the well, actor I hear is really great in, in the roles he's in, but I'll, I'll wait and see on that, because I've been wrong about the Joker before. 
first image I saw of Heath Ledger, I was like, because uh, it was that close-up picture of him with the makeup. I was like, oh, they're not doing... And then the second picture I saw of him was him holding a knife to Maggie Jill- to Rachel. And you can see his makeup because you can see his bare skin. I'm like, I don't know. And I was pretty wrong. Like, and I, also, I like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And it looks nothing like uh, like that. And so, you know, it's just, I'll, just, I'll just wait and see. I'll play the wait and see game. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's hard because I I, I, I I agree with what you're saying because give him time, give him his own movie, like give him time. But there's nothing better and nothing there's there's no better teaser trailer of all of all time than the Dark Knight. You just have that little bit of monologue. You have the rise of the the bat the bat symbol, and then you have the laugh. And that laugh is iconic. And just you knew that's all you needed. You had Batman Begins, and you had this teaser trailer, and that's all I would have needed to get my money. Like I, I don't know I. We'll see. I, it's weird because his head is like shaved on the back, and like he has this like mohawk feel mm. thing going on. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to mm. see it, but it just that side of his face is the side of Two Face's face. So until I actually like he said the clown part, and then Matt Reeves said that yes, it is the Joker. I thought it was Two Face. Yeah, I didn't think it was Two Face. Uh, just his cadence was a Joker. Yeah, and, and Matt Reeves had had said um, that. This Joker, at least for now, didn't go through the vital chemical acid and stuff like that, but that he just has this this uh, birth defect that he was born with that he's just smiling all the time, um, and that's what's kind of causes some of his insanity because he's not smiling all the time. So I'll wait and see on that aspect of it because people have changed the. No one's gotten the Joker perfectly comic book accurate right yet. In, in the films. Like, Jack Nicholson was Jack Nicholson. Also, he killed the Waynes. Like, that was like, wait, what the heck? Uh, Heath Ledger, of course, is weirdly the most, actually, the most common accurate is probably Jared Leto's Joker. No. <laughs> stop it. No. Jack Nicholson. Stop it. It's definitely not Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is Jack Nicholson. No, he's, he's a Joker. He killed the... He killed, Jack it, is hey, dead, Jack my Nichol- friend. You can call me Joker. He take take the character that he was before he turned to the chemical acid, and then just make him like ten percent crazier. That's what it is. And he's just Jack Nicholson all throughout the film. He's he's wasn't just that, Jack Nicholson. He wasn't that crazy until he went into the acid. He was all worried about his looks and about climbing the ladder. And I don't know. He, he was still to me. He was Jack Nicholson the whole film. He was I, Jack I didn't Nicholson see... in like The Shining or One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest, but mm-hmm. I, I mean. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Um, but I did not. I see less and less of as years go by of obviously in that film. Um, honestly, Jared, like I said, Jared Leto's Joker, the worst Joker there is, probably without the tattoos, is probably the most comic accurate. Like he fell into that chemical acid. He has more of that talking, like the Joker has more of that relationship with Batman of that. Um, I mean, the best Joker to me is still. So it's that uh, version of Joker. It's no Leto. credit to Jared Leto. It's credit to how that story is told when, in terms of being yeah. comic book yeah. accurate, relatively. But I'm not going to give Jared Leto any credit. Well, here's here's an escape goat, and then I want to I want to talk about because I have to say it every time. I have to say it every time. Shout out to the rooftops because everybody gives uh, 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 Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor a hard time. I That's hate not Lex it. Luthor. 
Well, but that's not Lex Luthor. That's Lex Luthor's son. He can be his own character. Like, bring in the the, the dad Lex Luthor. Uh, I mean, that's... Okay, but am I still allowed to really hate that it's character? Lex Luthor. No, no, no. That's no, supposed to be... No, you can, but you have to separate what you want <laughs> from Lex Luthor because that's not the Lex Luthor we should know from the comics. You know what I mean? I will if you don't do, like I will his do that for you, son, but, uh, but yeah, I still hate him. <laughs> yeah, and th- this isn't... I think... This, this isn't that's, the real Joker either. That I'm not sure about. I'm not. I'm not sure what they're doing with with Joker. Yeah, well, I, I don't think. think no, 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 no. I'm saying Leto's yeah. Joker is not the real Joker. Leto's Joker no. is is uh, one of the Robins. No kidding. Well, Jason, he's definitely he's. Oh, no, that's a a rumor that fans came up with to try to justify a bad. No, I, I think I think he's I think there's more depth to that because he talks about like uh, in the Zack Snyder he talks about uh, uh, an adopted son and the death. And you said a boy to do a man's job, and I I think there's more depth to that. There's the bullet holes in the Robin suit. Like I I, I don't know. I I think that we'd have to see. I I don't know. There's there's so much to the the Snyder universe we might never see. He's been pretty open about it, which kind of sucks because I I would like it to stay a mystery in the hopes that we. At least get a cartoon filler. That'd be sweet. Come back, voice your characters, and fi- finish some more of this. Like at least finish the Justice League three movies that he had planned. But I, it could be just a rumor. I always thought of it as a separate Joker, just the way I think of it as a separate Lex Luthor. I my my rule of thumb yeah. is that you have to go with what you're given on screen. And when I watched Jared Leto, and like there's there's nothing strong enough to indicate on screen that that's not just the real Joker. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I treat him as the Joker. I, yeah. Once again, maybe that's just me trying to use some comic book <laughs> threads that make it easier to to digest. But real quick, I do that in Avatar all the time. I'm used to ignoring those threads. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, because because I want to know you. Where I'm getting off on tangents, I apologize, but I just want to know what you guys think of the end of Snyder Justice League when Lois is pregnant. And it's Bruce Wayne's baby. Like, how do you feel so, about so that? So that, so that's also because uh, there was one cut thought of that that went after Clark Kent died. That Bruce Wayne and Lois got together, but that that never made it past anything. Uh, I think she's pregnant, but she's pregnant with Clark Kent's baby. Um, like, because Bruce Wayne tells Clark Kent at the end there, like, congratulations. And, like, well, they right, ended that. But the, the whole arc was going to be that that it was a lie and that eventually that's what spiraled out of control and led to Lois's death. Like, and it, it was going to be a, a kid with no powers, which was a big red flag and all this other stuff. And it was eventually going to be he would eventually take over the Batman mantle. Um, but, yeah, no, the pregnancy test and the, the, the baby bassinet at the end is supposed to be will be revealed eventually to be Bruce's kid. I don't know how you swing that per the timeline because he was dead for a few months. I don't know how you swing that. I mean, it could be a Kryptonian baby. It takes longer. Who, who knows? But I don't know. I just was curious. If it was Batman's baby, how do you feel about that coming into play later on? I mean, I don't think it's, it's definitely not Batman's kid. They, him, they never show him and Lois together. Um, if it was, that'd be stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, man. I gotta go again. I gotta defer to what I'm given on screen, and there's just not enough there for me to. 
of what we have but, right but, now on what, screen. What, what conspiracy sites are you on, John? No, no, this is Zach, this is from Zack Snyder. All that is like he's he's confirmed that that was gonna be uh, his his kid. Uh, it was gonna be he's, Bruce's kid. I think he's he said he said various different things. Um, well, I but I heard that about, Warner Brothers like, told him no. Stuff. I heard Warner Brothers told him no that they would not back it. I think he, yeah, I think he might have initial like initial news. Those never went anywhere, and then he had other thoughts that were more concrete that were and probably still are part of this uh, kind of part four of, of movies, if trilogy, Justice League trilogies he has going on. Um, but even within that, since story wise, that and would be uh, the father because uh, Darkseid kills. Lois, and that turns Superman um, mad with rage, which, which can then take control of that, manipulate him, and use the anti-life equation stuff like that. Um, I, I don't, I don't buy into the to the early, early possible rumor stages. All right, well, fine, you guys, fine, fine. <laughs> I, I do like the drama thought, the the drama part of it, because we just—it seems like we just don't get a whole lot of, like that's like that's drama, like that's soap opera stuff. Where it's like, oh my god, that's he, you know, Jerry, Jerry, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know ever uh, get get to that. <laughs> I just when it when it comes to those theories and stuff, it's uh, it's always entertaining and fun to think about, but it just it uh, it's it's just one thing to say it and have the idea, but another for it to to be what would have been materialized had it happened. You know, there's yeah. very big steps in between there. So even if it came out of his mouth directly, I just, it didn't, it didn't make it. It's not there for me. I, I don't know. Right. It's, it's right. like placing wagers, but not putting any money down on it or something like that. Like there's nothing, there's nothing substantial behind it. Yeah. yeah I like that. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's try and wrap. Man, holy crap, it's two o'clock. I have to sleep down in the basement now. Yeah, um, you're definitely <laughs> sleeping on the couch, man. Sorry. Uh, I'm gonna sleep yeah, right here. I'm just gonna um, plan back. Real quick. Just, oh yeah. To to cap off this conversation, um, what what's your rank? Your top, just your top four, Batman, not including Kevin Conroy. Go ahead, Sean. Top four live action. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go first since I have it pretty much in my head. Uh, Bell number one. He's he's the best Bruce Wayne. He has a, a great Batman. Um, anyway, don't have to go through his fame too much. Uh, I'm gonna put Robert Pattinson at number two. I think he did Ooh. such a great job. I think he understands the character Bruce Wayne uh, Batman just so well. He did so much great emoting. Um, number three, Ben Affleck, even though he's pretty murderous. Um, he just lit the park. He was he looked like he was ripped out, out the pages a lot of times. And then uh, number four, yeah, yeah, sure, give it to Keaton. Why not? <laughs> After that point, to me, the, it goes down. Uh, the runner up, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> John, you're our guest. Do you want to go last yeah, and wrap it up? I'll go in the middle here. Oh, sure, sure. I am. I'm having having a tough time here. I think I'm going to go with Pattinson at number one, and that might be knee-jerk reaction, but I just can't. He's Ooh, so, like, he's no, so I, I like my it. era 
of a character. He's so, like I said, it's just got that that 90s kid emo vibe too. And I, was, I love it. I eat it up. So I think I'm going to go with him number one. That could change. I, it's early. Number two, this is so hard. I like what Ben Affleck did with what he was given. I really like what he did, what his character did with what he was given. So I'm going to put him there. I think he looks the part, feels the part. I like Ben Affleck there. Number three, I will put Christian Bale. I've the the more the farther along we get from those movies, the less I like his slightly overdone performance on the Batman side. Uh, but I will put him at number three, and then four. Keaton just I never quite identified as much with him on either the Batman or the Playboy side. He always seemed a little too maybe dry on both sides for me. Um, but that's really hard because. Uh, I, there's positives. Even Christian Bale, I complain about him, but Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne is amazing. Uh, just the Christian Bale as Batman side that pulls me the other way. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, <sighs> kind I mean, of Keaton. I know you. I know what your number one is. Number one, one, now we did a ranking, which is of the top five uh, Batmans. This is before Pattinson, but um, my number one was Michael Keaton. I'm now, after reflecting a little bit, comic book, overall portrayal, I got to go with Ben Affleck. I I just, I love him as Bruce Wayne. I love him running into the building as it's going down. I, 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 that was a great moment. Yeah, I, I I just love his Batman. I think he just looks the role. He fits the role. He acted it like he just. I I just love his Batman. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with Bale. I mean, I might I might have sentimental value to Keaton and stuff like that. And Pattinson, he did what he did. But Bale, like, you just got. It's like the Tumblr. You got to put some respect on it. Like, he he changed the game and he put so much work into it. And let's not forget, he got three movies. I mean, it so. To be fair, Pattinson, like he got, I mean, he got three movies. There's not, I'm not, I wouldn't say this. I'm not, not trying to throw any shade at him. Ben Affleck didn't, he got two movies, but not really any main focus. My number three, my number three is Michael Keaton. It it just is. I am, I'm surprised he's not number one, but. You know, I, I I thought about it. It's just. Look at Christian Bale and what he did. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I feel like people are forgetting that. I feel like people have talked about how I good did, those I movies did. are that people forget about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I've, I've shifted a little bit too because his, some of his stuff did get a little overperformance and stuff like that that did bother me. But on rewatch, credit where credit is due. Um, Michael Keaton. Look at what he had to work with. You know what I'm saying with his movements, with because he couldn't move, like his the nuances, his voice, he commands the scenes. I love the darkness. I love his suit. Uh, mostly, it's that first movie that carries it, not so much as the second one. Sorry, Sean, what's up? There's just something about Michael Keaton that, like, it, and it, I think it's an era thing. I think that's a a different era of Batman, but where he just doesn't feel like Batman. Michael Keaton, the the human, doesn't feel like Batman to me, and I've never been able to to. Uh, yeah, I I, yep. I don't know what it is. It's, it's probably just an era deal. Yeah, no, I I can get that. I'm, I didn't, I'm sure. I yeah, didn't I mean, see the 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 Batman '89 or Batman Returns until probably high school. So we're talking early 2000s. So 
Yeah. Well, and some of it, like, too, is like, like, like we're talking about reinventing the wheel and stuff like that. Like, when I was a kid, you had like a handful of superhero movies. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, they just blew up. It's crazy how many movies just came between, you know, Spider-Man, Spawn, Blade, X-Men. Like, and it just blew up like crazy. So we have a lot more to work with. And that, that's where that gap really starts to show. And it's hard to remember what it was like in 89 to see that for the first time. So when it comes to Pat, uh, Pattinson, I thought he did a great job. I don't think he reinvented the wheel. I think his suit, the sound design really carried him. I thought he did a good job. I don't have a whole lot of negatives. Um, he just got to land somewhere. And I, and I do think that he deserves the number three spot probably, but I, this is just, that's just where he lands. Yeah. One, <laughs> one thing I love about Ben Affleck since he was your first is like when they're again, going back to just looking at Ben Affleck as a human, if there's one guy that really feels to me like he is both sides, like just him in his normal Ben Affleck state could be playboy billionaire and secret badass. He gives me that strongest vibe of anybody we've mentioned for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think there's nothing but room to grow. And I thought, like I said in my spoiler free and, and earlier on, I think this is a great base to jump off of, to branch out, to do all the things they're going to do. I'm a little concerned about longevity. I want more than three films. They're talking about a trilogy, guys. I want more from Batman. Stop doing three movies and you're out of there. You know, or they could make more movies if they weren't all three hours long. They would have and $200 million, $185 million. I mean, this, w- this is set. Yeah. yeah, This is set projected to be the highest grossing Batman movie of all time. It's already that's passed it. 500 million. I'm not, I'm not sure it'll make it. And that's mostly because WB shooting themselves in the foot because it comes out on HBO Mats. I think, I think it, I think it'll, it'll surpass the Dark Knight barely, but not past Dark Knight Rises. No, it, no, right. Uh, Dark Knight is above Rises. Yeah, What's no. That? It, yeah, it, yeah. Dark Knight, uh, and then yeah, Rises is is a lot lower down the list. Which one are you thinking worldwide? Which one are you thinking U.S.? Uh, I don't I'm thinking my, worldwide. I don't have my phone on me, but no, the the Dark Knight's the highest grossing. And then if you if you count the Justice League, the Justice League is the highest grossing, but it's not. Uh, I did six hundred and fifty eight million dollars. Uh, I think no, I want to say one of the Justice League one of the lowest. It's yeah, it just sits yeah, it just sits fifty. Uh, Wonder Woman made like eight fifty. Suicide Squad made seven fifty. Um, yeah, the Dark Knight was one of the first ones to cross a billion. Dark Knight Rises crossed a billion also. Uh, Batman movie. It would have been hard to see Dark Knight Rises being too low after Dark Knight, like people were so hype. Right. Let's see here. Okay, so yeah, the uh, the Dark Knight made one point zero zero five billion. Dark Knight Rises made one point zero eight one billion. So it'd be say it by, again. I'm sorry. Uh, say it again. Uh, so the Dark Knight made one point zero zero five billion dollars. The Dark Knight Rises made one point zero eight one okay. billion. Maybe I'm dollars. looking at maybe I was looking at domestic or something like that, or or you know gross after budget or something like that. Maybe I was looking at something funky. My bad. I my bad. I must have just looked at Ooh. it wrong or a different part of the equation. My fault. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I know my stuff. <laughs> Funny enough, Batman Begins made three seventy three. Different time. Yeah, it started. Huh. Yeah, Batman Begins are... made less. 
Batman Begins made less money than Batman Forever. Oof. That's, that's crazy. Hard. No, that's, that's crazy. Well, my bad. I wonder what I was looking at. I'll have to relook that up. My fault. But yeah, I think uh, this is just a great jumping off point, though. I, and I don't understand the hate. If anybody has hate for this movie, I don't get it. If anybody gives this movie a I, pen, I, I, I have a struggle with that. The things people have hated anyone... the most have been the things I love the most. It'd be like, why is like Batman's all moody and emo? And I'm like, <laughs> so that's what, what he wanted. Right. <clears throat> I've seen that much hate for the film. I've I've really only seen like to love to just admiration. This is the best Batman movie of all time, and I'm like, yo, you know, the other the other movies exist, but the people I don't I even trust. Love it love. But I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen really any negative reviews of the film, at least in circles that I travel or on Twitter or anything like that. I'm seeing mostly positive stuff. Like to me, this is the most excitement Batman has had since the dark Knight rises. Um, and it, it, and the reception has been, I think better than the dark Knight rises, even though I think dark Knight rise probably has a better, uh, Ron tomato score. And so like that, I, I don't like Ron tomato scoring. People yeah. I trust whose movie opinions I trust have had good things to say, but I've had my friend group, like my, my usual Facebook suspects, have had some, say, light negativity towards it. I wouldn't say hate. Yeah. But I'm right. the podcast. I think, uh, yeah. I don't have much to add. What's it been? Three hours, 20 minutes? La- three hours, 43 minutes. Okay, last question. This is our wrap-up. Oh, this is our final. Oh, I don't you- oh no, go ahead, Chris. You ask yours. No, I wasn't saying anything. I was just cursing. I don't curse uh, often. Yeah, three hours, 43 minutes. If uh, any changes to the score that you offered in the spoiler-free portion, because I would bump mine up maybe a hair. I was I said eight on both sides. I'd say maybe that's more like eight point five to me. After this thorough diving in, any changes? Yeah, I'm still good. <laughs> yeah, I I just feel like this is a solid. It's a solid movie. But but something I do want to add, I guess, is that the first time I watched it, the movie kind of left me so kind of cold like just mm. uh, th- that shift in the third act it's so dark and gritty um it just it, there's just a lot of things where it just kind of left me cold it didn't like in the previous batmans it left you with a, a, a i don't know like a standout performance something to go oh my god the blah, 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 blah. like mostly like the standout performance is the batmobile like i mean we we talk about that the most right like it, well you hit some know, great left- points earlier of uh we we talked about the more you saw the Riddler, the less you liked him. Well, unfortunately, that was more yeah. and more you know toward the end. The third act being the most deliberate in a very long movie, so it kind of leaves you with the wrong taste at the end, unfortunately. But if you don't yeah. let that reflect on all the great experience, right? So yeah, I think it's a I think it's a solid middle of the 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 franchise for me, and I think it's a solid eight eight point five. Um, but I think it also has the ability to go up. I don't think it's ever going to go down for me. Like, yeah, for me. So it sometimes it takes me a while to fully uh, have a final gauge on something, right? So like, after the last Airbender, on the fifth, after this you, Bashan, on my fifth rewatch of it, I was like, oh, this is the greatest show of all time, which meant this is better than Batman the animated series. I was like, holy crap, what? Like, because Batman animated series is <laughs> like, I, I had to stop and think about it for a moment. Uh, Batman Begins, my first watch of that, I was in a weird set of mind because I got into Fender Bender car wreck right before watching it and rented it. I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, that's a good movie. And then I, and then months later, I bought it, 
and from a pawn shop for five dollars. The thing is, I saw it was on sale for five dollars, and I left. I was like, no, I need the movie, and went back and bought it again, and bought it and watched it, and it became this thing that I just watched like on a monthly basis, and it became my favorite movie of all time. Um, and so sometimes it takes a while for for me to fully gauge something. And I think this movie is going to act a lot like Batman Begins in that sense that I'm going to pick up on even more things I just love about the film because it is so much character driven and you know and I love the character of Batman so I can see I can see this going to uh, I'm not sure the objective for any government might change but I can see it on my favorite list going to number two but right now it's at like number three or four I forgot where I ranked them before but I'll probably go back that and forth several hours ago in, in this one. <laughs> Um, uh, but I can see I can see this getting to number two, maybe even number one. John, tell us where to find you. Uh, you can find uh, me and Caleb on JK Rants and Reviews. Uh, we uh, usually on our Facebook page we go live every Thursday at eight ten. Uh, it's public, so anybody can come and hang out. We do everything on YouTube that you're not supposed to do, which is why our channel is small, but there's a lot of potential for aggressive expansion. So, for aggressive uh, expansion. Yeah, and it, well, there's no tryouts. Just come and hang out with us. We rant a lot. We mostly focus on horror. But like I said, we do a little bit of action. Uh, I mean, it's sometimes it's flavor of the month. Sometimes we get stuck on something like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and we beat it to death. Uh, uh, but we do also do commentary. So we got a lot of good stuff. Um, really, it's just two dummies hanging out, having a good time. Uh and we just love to talk movies, so I'm glad you guys. I, I'm sorry, I, I we do a lot of de- derailing while we're over there, so I apologize if I derailed you guys tonight. And then uh, my, my fault. <laughs> we're used derailing. To it. I, re- I forget what tangent we recorded an episode before this. I forget what tangent went off on that one. Uh, friends. Good episode should have. Yeah, we talked about friends for like ten straight <laughs> minutes of a thirty-minute episode. Chris is talking about one specific <laughs> episode of Friends. Yeah. It was fantastic, but you know, every, every every good episode has at least two or three tangents and and derailments. Yeah, uh, and I I I just want to say that I had a lot of fun tonight. This has been I had a tough week. I was in a fender bender in a company car with another company car that didn't go well. It was super awkward, uh, and just it was just in a bit of a funk. And so uh, just talking to Batman and reliving childhood and just. Just, just loving that we live in the time we do uh, with with all the comic book lure, with with everything we get. I feel like sometimes we forget about just how lucky we are. Um, so I just really appreciate being on here because it's it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, and if you guys ever need another voice or a tiebreaker, I'm down. We never need tiebreakers because since I'm simple, I just cave to Chris's demands. <laughs> I'm like, I think this is like, I think that, and I'm like, you're right. That sounds way smarter. Uh, see, I always tell everybody, I said, I usually say like, look, uh, I'm right. You're wrong. You tell me why you're right. And I'm wrong. And Caleb's always wrong. That's pretty much how I, I usually go with it. But if you, if you want to come on to cast your vote, we are happy to have you. I had a blast having you here. Uh, it's great to Thanks, meet man. you and, uh, to provide, uh, some surprisingly different perspectives. Again, I had no, I'd, I'd never talked to you before huh? and you said some things and I feel like I learned some things. So, uh, I, I get I, I get very objective of most movies, but when I talk about things I love, that's why the weird shift in rankings and stuff like that, because it's mm. like, I cannot detach myself from my love of some of these uh, movies. So good. Don't, don't come in between your own love of something and yourself. 
Uh, well, hey, thanks, guys. This was fantastic. Just a shade under four yeah, thank, hours. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I've been picking on. Thank you, Josh, for coming on. Uh, you didn't uh, didn't say any crazy college stories for me. No, I'm kidding. There's no crazy college stories. There I is was none. Boring yeah. person. Not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we have we ever had a drug bust together. I'm sure we did. There were so many yeah. like late nights of like <laughs> filling out incident reports, dude. I don't even remember yeah. all of them. I was like, God, again? Yeah, Why can't you guys do this? You like, just uh, open just doors sneaky. and be like, drop heads. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, thank you very much for coming on I, i've been picking on long movies and we've been here for three hours and 50 minutes that's pretty incredible i don't know how oh, much yeah. how much space this video is taking up on my hard drive right now but it's gonna be pretty exciting we should have streamed this bad boy straight to youtube uh, hey thanks a lot it's gonna take a while it is gonna yeah, take a thanks bit. man it was nice to meet you, and Chris, good to talk to you again, man. Absolute yep. pleasure. Come back anytime you want. In the meantime, I'm Sean. That's Chris. That's John. This has been Avatar The Last Podcasters, but uh, talking a whole lot about Batman. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. <laughs>